This is oh, oh, oh. going to be numbers. Yes. All right, we podcast. Got <laughs> All right, guys, it's Click Motive Podcast number 425. <laughs> five, five. That's four and a quarter. Yeah, four and a quarter. Two. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I've got the. Uh, I, this is hilarious that uh, Becky brought the beer. Um, she went beer shopping and she brought Ellicottville Brewing Company, which is where I go oh, skiing. Yeah, right. And that's that's our that's our local haunt when we're uh, in Ellicottville skiing. So I got the Schwartz beer, which is totally a Schwartz beer. Schwartz beer. Yep, it's right on the money. To my immediate left is Dan Crocky. To his left, uh, Steve Sleepy. To his left, Johnny Mac. And celebrity bartender tonight is Tom Pennington in the Rots Keller. Yep. Hey, so we had all of us here were at our uh, DGR ride. Yep. Mm-hmm. We did a little taste, a little sample. We gave you a little audio sample yep. of what it sounded like after the DGR ride. Right. Which was a good shit show. Postmortem. Uh, post, yeah, right. It was great. <laughs> so I did get updates on the numbers. Okay. In case people wanted them. So Tony Saltis actually went around, Silent P, he actually went around and counted. Really? Over 200 bikes. Wow. So nice. well over 200 Very bikes. Nice. And it was one of those things like uh, like my ex-girlfriend used to say, I knew it felt big, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's true. I mean, uh, what a fucking gaggle, man. What a bunch of bikes we had. Uh, I have not yet solved the mystery the mystery of the disappearing Triumph Chase van. Oh, yeah. Or the not appearing oh. Triumph Chase van. Right, right. Because we were committed. Well, we were committed to have a ride, but they and, had committed. And committed. They had committed to provide us with a Chase van and a driver and the whole deal because that is a thing, right? I mean, isn't Triumph sort of a uh, global sponsor for this thing? Curious that I mean, you would bring that up. That's their name right up there. Now, now, <laughs> now, now. Do you mean global sponsor? Was the was the van a triumph? No, no, the van was a sprinter. Oh, so we can't just expect yeah, it to be breaking it. down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yes, they are the global sponsor of the event, and you'd think that you know there are plenty of their customers were there. Right. A newly formed Triumph Club um, of of Triumph cool. motorcycle enthusiasts uh, being spearheaded by a couple of lovely older gentlemen, as you'll have. Uh, they approached me and they were like, yeah, we're, we're putting together an actual real triumph club, like a triumph motorcycle club. And I was like, you mean like rat? And they went, what? <laughs> oh. And I went, mm, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Great. I'm, I'm even a member of the forums for rat because they I, have a triumph. I am because they have uh, technical specifications and I figure out yeah. how to fix broken crap. Right, well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> so that was when I said, I said, when I said, you mean like rat? You mean like rat. Right, right. And they went, huh? Huh? And I went, oh, you're adorable. Well, they were the new, like, they, they bought... Like restored triumphs, right? Those guys. Oh no, they have no. They had speedmasters. Oh, did they? Have the, <laughs> no, there was a bit. There was a mix. Okay, there were some nice bikes. Because I saw a couple guys that had like, like there were a couple guys that had older triumphs that were yeah. like the triumph guys. Oh yeah. Right. Then I saw one or two older guys that seems like they might have purchased an older triumph recently. I I did notice a really nice manicure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Right. So the the fella who handed me the card and. This is for uh, what it's worth, okay? I'm going to say it. It's not going to make me look good, right. but I'm going to say it. That's, all right. That's not why we live our lives. I was, having my, I was having my interview with the folks at Channel 5, mm-hmm. and I'm having my interview, and I'm talking to the camera. Chanel number five. Yep. <laughs> Chanel number five. So I'm having my interview, and I'm doing what I do. You've all been there. 
It's called point camera to fill walk away. <laughs> and so one take is all I ever need. Yep. I know, I know the talking points and I'm giving them the history, telling them about DGR, telling them about what it's about, telling them about the sponsors, telling them about these fine folks who've been doing this for 11 years, raising hundreds of goddamn thousands of dollars for charities that affect us and people that we know who have died of this goddamn horrible disease. Mm -hmm. And they're covering prostate cancer. They're covering Movember. They're covering men's uh, suicide prevention. There's a lot of wonderful things that are happening. And all of a sudden, this, uh, this, this guy just gives me a shoulder and, and gets in the camera shot. <laughs> Does he yell, fucker in the pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was waiting. Right, pussy. You I know, was waiting. You know for why him. I'm here? I was waiting for him to shout "Baba Booey." Right, right? <laughs> Same thing. And so, this guy and I look at him. Now it's DGR, but when I looked at him, his face didn't say motorcycle enthusiast. His face said councilman. Right? <laughs> ombudsman or, or whatever. Right. So I thought that this guy was maybe from the channel. I thought that this guy might have been somebody from the city of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I would not think that this is the president of the up and coming new Triumph Club stealing my airtime. <laughs> and he did. Wow. Well, they didn't air that. Well, they didn't air it. So No, they aired you. I know. They didn't air him. Uh, wisely, I think somebody looked at the camera and went, well, that was awkward. Somebody looked at the film and went, well, that was awkward. Yeah, no, they edited it well, because yeah. I, I, I remember I was about to fall asleep. I wish oh, I really? had seen that. And then I, I'm sure yeah, we can find it. It was on, yeah, it's on five. Yeah. And so they were like, they were like, bikers take to the streets of Cleveland right. this weekend yeah. to raise money for charity. Right. Uh, let's go to the organizer, Phil Waters of Cleveland Moto. And then like they. I haven't seen it. Oh, that's great. No, they made you look really good. I oh, mean, good. Not that you wouldn't. But, right. Um, it was a really nice piece. Um, they just like you said, like how you hit talking points. Right. The editor was like, "Oh, this guy knew what he was talking about," and so <laughs> like he literally took all your and the way like and how you end talking points, right. which is what you always did for motor stories. And hopefully, we'll do. <laughs> but um, you're you're really good at leaving the editor room to do stuff. That's the idea. So he just was like, "Bop the bop the bop," and it, yeah. that was it. Next story, man. So I'm happy it came out great, yeah, yeah. but I'm also, it's kind of funny that that guy didn't make the cut. No, he wasn't even involved at all. Yeah. So anyway, so at the end of it all, you know, I'm at the end of the event, when it was all said and done and we'd made it back and we didn't need the chase truck because Chris, one of our guy who rides with us all the time, who's super dedicated, super hardcore, cut him. He bleeds DGR. He's, he's been to every Cleveland event we've ever done. Uh, he lost his wife last year and it really ripped him up. And so he said, I'm not riding motorcycles. I'm not, I just not what I'm doing right now. I'm getting my head together. Mm -hmm. But if you want, I'll bring out my Chevy 2500 with two ramps oh, in the back dang, of it. That thing was awesome. And he had whoop whoop lights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was not frightened. That looks just like a city hey. truck. <laughs> Shout out. I, mean, hey. like, I thought it was. I honestly. Oh, no, oh, no it looks yeah. like a city truck. It's so cool. It is awesome. It is, it is the white Chevy work, work truck of every city everywhere. With the yellow and white construction lights, and man, that guy was on it. He was on it. He was not afraid to go you out know, and get in an intersection. You guys just nailed something. If he just like took like a um, like whatever city and then ripped up the thing or faded out a thing and just left the city part on there, oh yeah, city nobody whatever. would yeah. ever now, think twice. Spe ever. Speaking of which, we passed through. It, I don't know if it was Brexville or not. Put a blue stripe on. But it. we passed through a town right after we stopped at what is the the cross the Crosstown or Crossline Bar? We went to Line County Line. Line. You yeah. see, here's the way it works. When you're not sure, get quiet. <laughs> 
when and we, then one of us will fill it in. When we yeah. passed by there and we left, yeah, and we passed a cop that came out of a came out of out of a uh, gas station. I recall that. And he came out tearing ass, and all, and I was in the back. Like I, I laid back. I was, I was running the back of the pack because that's that's what I do. And I saw this guy, this cop come out. And I'm like, oh god, we're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> and he tore ass to the front. Yep. Found the four way stop that we didn't know. What, I didn't know was coming up. Right. And stopped traffic and dared anybody to threaten that tr- that whole line. He did a great job. He did a great he job. A great I don't I don't know which cop that was, but shout out to those guys. Yeah. That he was he was on it. And we've had that happen a few times. I remember there was a Cleveland cop once, and he kind of like started wanting to be like, "Where's your ride, Captain?" Ba-ba-da, ba-ba-da. That was that's the quote. The quote was, "Where's your ride, Where's your Captain?" Ride, Captain? <laughs> and, and, but fairly quickly, he's like, all right, well, and then he went. You know what? Y'all are all right. Then he blocked an intersection and kind <laughs> oh, of just yeah. was like, because the last, you know what you don't do? You don't stop. You know, when you've got oh, no. 200 bikes that are just going to go blowing <laughs> through your, your jurisdiction, <laughs> yeah. you just let them go. There, just there get was them a, out of there. There was exactly one person that I saw the entire ride that threatened the poor guy on the blown up K-75 that was blocking traffic. And she was bound and determined to run out in the middle of the pack. And he was bound and determined to make sure that she hit him and got the insurance exactly. settlement. Yeah, and, and you're right. <laughs> the going uh, one of the things that's significant is we decided to take the route um, on one of Cleveland's most populous thoroughfares, East 50th Street, which is that's tough on a good day. The double nickel. The double nickel is <laughs> it's a tough. That is a, there's a certain. There's a certain. Not as many turns, just as dangerous. There's a certain je ne sais quoi yeah. about 55th Street, and there's a lot of I don't care about you. Yeah. Right. So 55th Street is a lot of. It's where urban living and commercial businesses converge. Mm-hmm. There's. It is the edge of Cleveland's manufacturing zone, mm-hmm. the beginning of Cleveland's low-income residential areas, right? And also that whole abandoned, so like past, past industrial area too, Yeah. that then yeah. houses whatever. <laughs> it is. And do you know what I thought was kind of interesting about us rolling that road at 60 miles an hour in posted 25s? Right. And <laughs> critical mass is the term yep. I like to use. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But we did see a police officer that was coming out, and I didn't get to—I didn't really get a chance to see the the name of the you know the, the zone on the door, right. whether it was Cleveland or, or RTA or who. But when I saw them pointing at me, and I was lead dog, and I saw them pointing at me, and I looked at the guy, and I pointed at him <laughs> with my hand, yeah. and I pointed at the cop, and I pointed and I waved at him, and he put his hand out the window and instinctively he waved oh, back. Yeah. <laughs> and you see what had happened is he fucked up. Yeah, because now he can't take it back. Because he can't take it back. <laughs> now he can't take it back. <laughs> so, so anybody organizing a ride, this is what you do. And that's why, what do we always say in our briefings? Every time we ride. Wave at the intersection. Wave yep. and smile. Wave, wave and smile. And smile. You know, the that guy in that... pulled in and blocked that intersection for us. I waved at everybody that was stuck. Yeah. <laughs> that, that neighborhood, Thanks. people were happy to see it. Yeah, smile, I mean, smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. For us was like, we just had these big grins on their face. You're and absolutely we're right. Back. You're oh, absolutely right. You know why? Because right. they're like, we got these silly ass white people. 
<laughs> They're so, wearing ties on little tiny motorcycles. <laughs> oh man, normally when we take over a street, we just burn up the challenger. 71st, <laughs> yeah, 71st Street gets a little a little sketch. But then what's very funny, what I like about 71st Street though is before it gets to Canal, it becomes this quaint neighborhood again. Yeah, yeah. It becomes this neighborhood of manicured lawns and brick homes that were built a hundred years ago to support, um, you know, factory managers and things like that, that could goddamn well walk to work in the morning. And I think it's funny to watch that transition because we did get to see that. We got to see, Oh, this is not so great. And then it went to, this is pretty goddamn great. And you know, what's neat about that too, is there's little pockets like that all over Cleveland where people like neighborhoods got together Mm -hmm. and like, it all starts with like two or three people that have been there for like 50 years and they won't give up. Like they're like, I'm keeping my yard nice, whatever. And then it just takes a few younger people to move in next to them. And next thing you know, there's like two or three streets of like really well taken care of people helping each other, all different ethnicities, whatever. But it's like, like they want to be there and they want to be part of something, trying to create something better. And it's kind of neat to see that, man. It is. And it, it does make me feel happy to do that. Like yeah. to, when we kind of go into an area that maybe hasn't seen a parade of 200 <laughs> motorcycles in a little while, yeah. um, especially not a parade of, like, there's nobody in the DGR that's trying to be intimidating. No. It's usually tweed and like, yeah. you know, there's no get back. No, there's no get back. <laughs> if anybody can find, by the way, if you're looking at a thumb power device and you can find that WD, WD, uh, news clip, I can't right. find it, okay. uh, but I'd like to play it so people could see it. We'll figure out a way uh, to make that happen. But that's great. We love that. Um, we love the volunteerism, the people that, that offer to help. I do the pre-ride briefing and I ask the people who'd like to be safety, bastions of safety, um, shit hot fucking death riders of the future. Um, I ask people that want to help out to always come over What's and we always do it just before we do the brief, the yeah. main brief. And, and I do it in an open format so that anybody who can hear the sound of my voice. And that's a lot of people. I do the rules and the rules are very simple. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a dickhead. Wave and smile. And it is very funny as we proceed in the first 15 minutes of the ride, there will be one or two or three dedicated blockers that have said, Bill Murrar, at the briefing, I'm going to block. I'm going, and he had an MZ Scorpion, yep. right? An MZ Scorpion. Yep. That, like he said, he bought it from a guy that lost all the original fasteners and reconnected all the plastic with whatever he had in the garage. He's like, you know, but that's a good bike. Yamaha 600 under there, it's a good machine. And Bill's a fucking talented rider. And he's got the yellow, he's got the yellow perforated Joe Rocket on. And Bill's a paramedic of the highest order. He's the guy you want to show up if you're fucked up. He's taught, he's had seminars on what to do in a motorcycle crash. Yeah. For us, he hosted our group. Remember years ago, we did a scooter only advanced motorcycle class. The first and only one that was ever run in the, in the state of Ohio, which was he put on, he organized it. So we could have our people who are riding scooters get the benefit of taking a motorcycle safety foundation class which normally is kind of exclusionary, keeping fucking scooters out. And we know that we've had people, my customers, that have gone to the guys who run that course and called the state and said, I don't think I'm ever going to shift gears, ever. But I've got a 170cc buddy scooter. I've got a 250cc Vespa scooter. I would like to take the course on my own ride. I'd like to bring my own ride. Which people who work in that, know that that is a thing you're allowed to do. And actually it takes a lot of stress off the instructors 
if I don't have to teach all 24 people in the class how to shift. If there's four people in the class that are on automatics, I don't need to teach them how to shift. Those people can learn about riding instead of wheeling and installing, right? So you'd think I would encourage that, but it has been the exact opposite. We've had our customers contact the state and have the state tell them, no, you cannot bring your own scooter. Well, that's a dick thing to do, especially when people who know the rules know that those aren't the rules. But Bill went out of his way to not only put that together for us, but then to go to the state and campaign for a scooter program where we had gotten genuine to provide us with a, a, a half a dozen or a dozen scooters. And they were all black cats. <laughs> we had a fleet of black cats oh God. that all went to the ownership of the state of Ohio Motorcycle Safety Foundation. And people got to learn how to ride on those things and got to get all the skills training and everything else that somebody else would get on a, like a TW, you know, 200 or not a TW 200, but rebel, uh, rebel 250. Yes. Right. And you know, GZ 250s and whatever. But how much better for somebody who's never going to shift a gear, one gear in their goddamn life to ride the bike that they're going to be riding. Right. Right. When you go to take your car test, they don't make you take it in a stick shift car. (laughs) (laughs) They don't say that's, that's nice. You showed up in the, uh, you know, in your Hyundai uh, automatic, here's a, here's a Jeep, you know, five speed that you have to take the class have to take the course in. So if they'll do that for cars, why the fuck would they do it for motorcycles? But anyhow, I digress. Bill's a great guy to have running intersections for you. He's also not reckless. He's a fucking surgical skilled driver. So having him run intersections was, I think he had a national championship at one time. Yeah, he did. And Bill's a, but he's also a good guy. So we like Bill. And Bill ran out, and Bill did legit blocking. Do we know the name of the guy on the Beamer? We don't. On the K100? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like to call him Captain Caveman. Dude, yeah, he was, dude so, for, for ages, Dan and I were in the back. Yeah. And we were blocking. Like, we would run up yeah. as fast as you can. It's, it's what you do. You run up as fast as you can. If you, you haven't figured out that's the most light. fun part of the yeah. DGR. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you block. Yep. And then everybody goes through, yep. and then you're like, all right, cool, and you catch up, and you yeah. blow past everybody again. Yeah. And dude on the K started doing this. He saw us doing it, and he was just like, no, I'm it. This is the game. This yeah. is what I want to do. And he was just blowing past everybody. <laughs> and after a while, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm hanging back. You don't need to. You, I don't, you I don't, don't need, need to, to work. Do that. I have done this that for 20 years. Working. I don't need to do this. He was, dude, and he was, ready and he was go, working. Dude. And every K... Every K I've ever seen that's been like, <laughs> I made it into a cafe racer. Oh, yeah. They leave the fairing on the front and everything on the back gets fallen off. Yeah. Right. right? This was the opposite. Oh, no. He did not have a front. No. He did not have no. a front. The tank His front abused. was all wrong. The, light, the headlight was wrong. It had an MGO headlight on it. Oh, oh yeah. Thing. So, like, this dude, he's somehow. Oh, and he was in a goddamn T-shirt. Oh, yeah. He was in a T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Somehow he had a lit cigarette the entire Never. time hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> he was like hot swapping cigarettes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Somehow. Yeah. But the crazy part was, like, I was I was kind of helping for a minute, and I'm like, yeah. this guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then yeah. I kind of made it my way up, and that's when I was kind of behind you for a yeah. minute. And then he comes up, and his shirt blows up, yeah. and he was ready for FK. Oh, he had a big old pistol. <laughs> that thing, well, no, he had a pistol, a knife, a yeah. fucking hammer. Well, that, like yeah. a there was, I'm not kidding. There was a lady in the Toyota. I think it was a Toyota Sienna minivan. Yeah. Yeah. We were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. She pulls out of like a go-mart or whatever y'all call them up here. Yeah. And she is pulling it and she is not given room. She is pushing. Oh. She is pushing. She is pushing. And he is buried in her freaking bumper, just threatening her to get out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I am getting through this as fast as I can. It was, uh, 
his 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 true lack of fucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had none. Oh and yeah. He pull up he pull up next to me, like at the two lights I stopped at. Yeah. The truly dangerous intersection. Oh yeah. yeah. He'd pull up next to me and he'd look over. And I just, I just give that whole like, fuck it, I love you, man. You know, and I just do that, and he just give this like, like three cents worth of a smile, not a whole smile. He wasn't gonna give it to a whole smile. He just give me a little bit of a like, yeah, oh yeah. And he's like, why do we stop? Yeah. And I'm like, because there's 93 cars already using this intersection. Because I don't want to have a 93 car pileup. Yeah, like you didn't <laughs> hit the light with green. 200 bikes. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's a, you know, we're crossing a four lane, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, it's I fun. think we're going to be playing on this red. Like, it wasn't like it was green. No, no, it was right. going. Right. He wanted to roll the red. He wanted <laughs> all of it. Yeah. yeah. He wanted all of it, and he thought he could stop four lanes of traffic. Yeah. And the streetcars. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was in it to win it. So I was like, yes, that guy's such a rock star. Again, need your name. Cause you were, you were my hero yeah. and it was super fun. It was hard. That Just real quick. Seen some shit. There's something we could talk about, yeah. but we should take a quick intermission before we do. Oh, let's all go ready. to the all right. lobby. All right. Let's all right. Okay. Very good. Anyway. Uh, so that's a, that was a, again, a very <laughs> distinguished gentleman's ride again, or as it said, you know, I've never done a slow ride. <laughs> Right. Anybody who's ever ridden with me knows that we do these rides for a sense of purpose. And also you'll know that if once we get to the halfway point, I will judge the spirit of the group. Right. And if the spirit of the group is strong, we will go into the <laughs> metro parks and we'll do some, you know, metro parking things. If the spirit of the group looks thirsty, we are going to go to Porco. <laughs> and if you chartered a helicopter, you couldn't have gotten to Porco faster than we got to Porco. Yeah, no, we did good. We did good. I'm so happy with the way we got to Porco because we got in style, hmm? in style. And I kept looking back going, these fuckers are not dropping out. No, everybody was there. Everybody, oh, no, we, we were on it. Everybody was in it. I did block going on to Pearl because I figured that's a big one. Yep. I got to block four four lanes of traffic. I'll go out into Pearl. And so I got to experience something I didn't experience was the whole ride. I got to see everybody yeah. you know, or what was left after County Line. And it was fun to see all that. And it was fun to see uh, Dave Christian, uh, Dave Christensen on something other than a Vespa because he got himself a drifter. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he got himself a drifter and he was the tail gunner. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it's yeah. like, right? Yeah. I think so. He's the tail gunner. So you could see him coming. Yeah. So you'd see him come. I'd see him coming. I'd be like, all right, cool, man. This is it. That is the end of the wagon. And as soon as him went by me, I was like, all right, light speed. And I got to go light speed down West 25th Street. And I was having so much fun. Oh. And then the whole group got a little clogged up by the zoo. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that was when everybody that was like, hey, look, we've got two whole lanes. Yeah. They realized they were about to have one lane. Yeah. And man, I chose the wrong part of the Star Wars <laughs> trench run. Yeah. I got squeezed I up against you. the curb hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, I have never been. That Vespa doesn't have ABS. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't have any rear tire left. I made sure of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I slid that both wheel, front and rear skid, just a controlled Evil Knievel slide. Yeah. And I was like, oh. and there's the girl in front of me who forgot half her shirt. Um, that's Paula. I slid, I slid, uh, <laughs> I was like, I could, uh, I was at the point where I was like, 
I'm, I'm going in. <laughs> and, uh, and fortunately the bike was like, I was like control threshold braking. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, slide, no control threshold braking, slide. Nope. Control threshold braking. And I got slowed down enough. And I looked over my shoulder and I saw a little hole and I was <laughs> yeah. just like, boink. And I yep. went three bikes over, got back in the passing lane, left to center and scooched out and got my, I got my ship back together again. But I was for a second, I was like, this is what it feels like before you hit somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and both of you, so you're tired. So I'm sitting there when you, when everybody went down the street to line up to yeah. actually leave. Yeah. Everybody lines up and I hear, and then you hear it stop. And I just hear, <laughs> and you look and it's John and he's laughing with a big cloud of smoke. Yeah. Up. Yeah, I know. We like a good smoky <laughs> burn. Brian was coming down the road, like road yeah. with a camera filming. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta light this up. Dude. Come on. Yep. Yeah, I, I I had a little pucker moment. I was there. Uh, we were there. There was kind of like first. Up. Tell the class what you were riding. I was riding my nineteen seventy six. Excuse me. Yeah, sixty uh, seven. Yeah, uh, Honda Superhawk. Yeah, three hundred five. Yeah, yeah, and it was running great. It was running yeah, it great. Sounded rowdy, dude. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. oil change and being <laughs> loving it a little bit. <laughs> it really yeah. responded nice, but. I, there was a little gap in the thing, yeah. and I'm like, eh, you know what? I want to, uh, I want to get a little. Uh. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass a few people, and then I'm gonna take. Well, by the time I got past everybody, that gap had like closed up small. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody up there had slowed down yeah. for some reason. And just yeah. as I was like kind of coming in, and I was gonna, uh, a guy kind of decided to go to the right. Yeah. And I was like, I stood on it pretty good. But, but that has great brakes. So, you know, it was like, oh. great. I, like, he was I like, love oh it. He was like, oh my God, I, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, I, it's, don't worry. It's that bike has great brakes. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I mean, said I, nobody ever. Um, the front brake. I mean, yeah, I get that. It's not yeah, bad. I for, get that. For yeah. 1967. Yeah. Yeah. For 1967. I totally agree. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Oh, John, did you have something you want to bring us back to? Uh, we, just, we should talk about it a little bit before off air before we talk about it. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right, very good. Well, I, I can tell you about my my new amazing idea and get your guys' opinion. Please do. Oh God. So I'm working on my friend's bike right now. Yes. And uh, he very nice cafe build, mm -hmm. um, but might have been sitting around for a few years with some real real thirsty methanoly gas inside. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going through the tank. I'm you know I'm de-rusting it with. Yeah. All the different rust ju juice from Harbor Freight, <laughs> our favorite place to get it. So, you know, I've been slowly turning it and, and I, you know, I put a whole bunch of screws and nuts in it and I'm turning it and doing it and turning it. I was like, you know, it'd be kind of nice if I had like a rock tumbler, but I don't have anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I did have a used tire and an old mattress thing, like pillow mattress. So I was able to put the gas tank, wrap the mattress around it and shove it into the middle of the tire. And then I can just push it back and forth on the oh, all the stuff. That's pretty there. cool. Right? And it's de-rusting yeah. de the inside of the tank. Well, that's fantastic. I'm not scratching the paint. Everything's no. protected, and it's just rolling down the driveway back and forth. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Wait, wait, wait. Don't you have a Great Dane? Yeah. Well, now yeah. you now you need something where you can put Great it through Dane the middle, <laughs> and you can roll it yeah. behind the dog yeah. as they run and chase. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's working. It seems like it's working pretty well. So just, <laughs> if, you got, if you got an old tire and some kind of pillow. Nylon rope on that thing and a nyla bone at the other end. <laughs> <and let's laughs> yeah. Let the dog just drag it around, around the yard. The yard. <laughs> so I think that might go end over. Head a little bit. Yes. yes. <laughs> Is that not the kind of cleaning action you're looking for? Right? Uh, you're not going to get more agitated than a great tame flame with a toy. Oh, what I have going on is a little less denty. <laughs> <laughs> we did a contraption like that for a Superhawk tank the one time and 
had a little electric, you know, geared down motor and strapped it to a board and it was mildly effective. You know what, what that thing was, was that was actually a display, a window display. <laughs> yeah. So it was a window display that one of our guys, Jim Lonza, who was our guy upstairs, yeah. he built a display to have like a mannequin on and have the mannequin rotating. Okay. And what we just did was we put it 90 degrees up. <laughs> and it worked fine. And we built a little ledge on it. You put the, you use it to hide on strap, put the motorcycle tank on it, <laughs> fill it full of chemicals, fill it full of hardware. Well, that's what we didn't do right. We should have used more of a chemical. We were just trying... We had some, maybe just water or something. No, we put muriatic acid in it. Did we? Yeah, uh, we had muriatic acid. I've in also it. heard that yeah. roofing nails are the preferred thing because they have the hard edges on Ooh. them and they're pointy. And are they re- magnetic? I don't. Oh, you had to get them out because you got to get them out, man. Yeah, it's a lot of shaking. Galvanized yeah. steel, <laughs> copper. Um, yeah, I don't think they're magnetic. Yeah. I don't think they're ferrous. <laughs> if uh, I like though, the yeah. magnet would be too strong. I'd put it in the hole. And then we'd, <laughs> yeah. we'd you can't come back out again. <laughs> See, I like to use stainless steel chain. Yeah, that's right. a good yeah. idea because then yeah. it all right comes out. out. Yeah. Yeah. One link out, they all Brilliant come out. idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have had customers explain to me in great detail about how they took the gas tank, they wrapped it in an old sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. Right. They they put the, the their various you know chemical mix in it or what have you. They wrapped it in a sleeping bag and they put it in the dryer. Because you got heat to act, yeah. activate the rust stuff. You, might you got to fluff. I'm going to tell you, I've never heard one of these stories that started that ended well. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it couldn't be the one that you're still going to use with your family. Like, if you have one that you're throwing so out. So I've heard the story out. where the gas tank, being a gas tank, destroyed the inside of the tumble dryer. Don't tell my I've wife. I've heard the story where the gas tank, being a gas tank, fought its way out of the sleeping bag and the duct tape yeah. to just be in there with the sleeping bag on that side of the dryer and the gas tank on this side of the dryer Getting doing dainty. irreparable <laughs> damage to the gas tank. Yeah. And my favorite one was where the seal on the gas tank was as good as we all know seals on gas tanks are, which is they're not. Yeah, right. Right? Yep. And they didn't go to any extra effort to bung the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. And all the chemicals... Ooh. Caught the gas, the dryer on fire. I say a gas dryer would not be good. No, it was an electric dryer. New, new but it still wouldn't matter. Still caught on fire, and they could not put it out. New oh tip, dear! New tip, new tip. You just hit me with it. Yeah. So you know what? Um, sometimes with the get older gas tanks, they have the rubber gasket, and they're brittle, yes. and they're dead, yes. and they're hard yeah. to find. Yes. Right? Guess what works? So if you have dirt bike grips, the inside oh, yeah. the rubber thing, you can cut those out, and those are they they're um, what do you call it, uh, gasophobic or sure, whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. they're not they don't suck it in. Cool. So I made a whole one, sealed the K100 tank. Really? And oh, that's cool, sides. man. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah, it's a like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to use metal rescue, and we like metal rescue, we're fans of metal rescue around here. Keep in mind that for every degree it is under 80 degrees. In the metal rescue, it will take you a year longer to work. Right. So if your metal rescue is 79 degrees, it will take you a year to de-rustify whatever you're trying to de-rustify. So for those of us who live in that part of the planet, you can't really use your metal rescue until it's proper fucking hot out. I have an IR heater. Well, I was going to say for $30 on Amazon, you can buy an immersion heater. Oh, yeah. That they can use for farms to you know keep the so, animals. So you can uh, sous vide. You can sous vide your gas tank. That's exactly right. Sous vide your gas tank because, <laughs> but that you know using the farm and fleet approach for an immersion heater works absolutely fine for whatever because we've got a couple of gas tanks we have to do at yep. the shop yep. and we're going to use that technique. Yep. I use yep. the sun in the front yard. Yep. Now yeah, if, if it's warm enough. Yeah, now yeah. now fail, failing this if this doesn't work, where yeah. we are going to go to the electrolysis method. We've done that. So actually, we've done yeah. a. 
Ryan Foltz had devised an electrolysis method at the shop. And I would say that it was uh, less than effective. I was not impressed. We we saw uh, Harris, Harris developed a really good tank down in yeah. New Orleans that with a with a whole system that mm-hmm. works really really well. But then you immediately use the Caswell system right, yeah. right afterwards. Right. Because if you don't, well, in New Orleans, it immediately is going to rust again. Caswell is a cruel mistress <laughs> because it does exactly what it advertises. Yes, I have seen the videos and I have been to the trade shows where they have a gas tank that has thirty eight caliber holes in it. And they Caswell it, and it holds gas. Because Caswell is beautiful epoxy that will oh, yeah. block everything. Unfortunately, if your gas tank has any crossovers yep. or any vents, yep. especially vents that are inside the gas tank that you can't plug off, you can that's, really fuck yourself. That's always the tricky yep. point. We've run, we ran into that with a bunch of different, like Triumph tanks have yeah. dual little dual weird fighting in gas them. tanks yep. inside of it. Yep. You have to do and everything in your power to, to hold those through. When we have a customer bring a bike in and the bike is like, it runs for 10 minutes and then it shuts off. Yep. Open the gas tank, look inside. Oh, look, it's got cream or it's got red <laughs> coat or it's got Caswell, whatever. And you're like, okay, well. I have a question for you. When you did this system, how did you block the pressure, the, the relief hose, the relief yep. tube inside? Yep. How did you block the crossover tubes? And they're like, oh, I just put caps on from the outside. Well, no, those tubes are now full of the product. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I don't know if you ever tried to drill around a corner, but you can't drill around the corner. around the corner. Right. And Redcoat and Caswell, at least. You can't really drill through it. The shit's fucking impervious. But the good thing about red coat is yeah. you give it five minutes in gasoline, it'll actually just eat it off anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, and I think we all learned at the shop, cream is horrible. The worst thing on the planet. Yeah. And cream kits should just be illegal. Yeah. Because unless you're using them on metal that has never seen a petroleum product, there is no prep that we've ever found. That is adequate. It's, it's like pouring Elmer's glue it instead is. of a gas tank. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It has all of the durability of paper mache. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be there for you for no. a very long time. And the, the sad thing is a lot of home gamers are like, oh, I read the thing and it looks like it's, you know, pretty environmentally friendly. And no, that's not what you need. No. That you want the stuff that's need. dangerous for the environment and probably causes cancer in 17 different. You know. I'm pretty happy with my method. Your method is probably the best method. Yeah. yeah. Milk stone <laughs> remover. Stone remover. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is a nice way of saying muriatic acid. Well, muriatic acid. 50, that's 53%. Yeah. 53%. That's the main thing in evaporust. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. I think the intensity in milk stone remover, it's quite more. Though. It's probably way cheaper, too. It's 12, it was $12 a gallon. 12 yeah. bucks a gallon at any farm and fleet, uh, tractor any supply. tractor supply store. <laughs> I mean, it's virtually available anywhere. They ship it. Like you can overnight. mix it from one, like one to eight or yeah. one to twelve with yeah. water. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm uh, not gonna. I'm not gonna say and your pipes I, afterwards will be spotlessly I, clean. I have what used about, MEK before, yeah, but you, you don't want to do that. No, it no. doesn't affect paint. That's the trick. I mean, you don't get any yeah. Yeah. milk also stone. Also used in breweries to sanitize yeah. equipment. That's the magic of the milkstone remover. Uh, it is to me. It is a a far better product. Uh, I don't know about the temperature. I, <sighs> I've never heated it at all. I've never, yeah, I've never done anything. I do a rinse out with hot yeah. water. Yeah. But I do like to degrease the tank really well with some purple power degreaser mm-hmm. yeah. just to try to get that broken the surface so you're yeah. just, you know, you don't have any 
uh, petroleum products blocking the acid from wetting in. But you, I mean, 24 hours, you got to block every aluminum. It'll eat a pet cock pretty bad. Oh, that's oh, yeah. what I wanted to bring up. Yeah, do not. You want to. No, 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 no. Anything alloy, even the hinge on the gas cap, it's gone. Yep. Uh, do not leave your factory gas cap. It's fucking gone. Yep. Uh, let's uh, be careful with that. And, oh, we have a customer. God, love her. But her husband went to heroic means a year ago to clean her gas tank in her bike. And I mean, beautiful chef's kiss, well done. <laughs> Shiny, perfect metal inside. However, uh, October showed up, November showed up, and the bike got parked. And the bike got parked with about two inches of gas in the bottom of it. Yeah, that's not good. And it was pump gas with ethanol. Yep. Which means uh, the inside of that gas tank is rusty, from the low water mark or the low gas tank mark. I guess I should say low water mark. Honestly. Low water mark. Let's be honest. Yeah, low yeah, water mark. Right. From the low water mark to the top of the gas tank is now an exercise in rust. Mm -hmm. Meaning you, you run your finger inside the gas tank and it just comes out coated. Mm -hmm. It is, there's no one number like John was talking about pre-filters. The other day we were talking about fuel filters. Yeah, two. <laughs> two. <laughs> multiple, <laughs> multiple fuel filters of different viscosities. You know? <laughs> and the, 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 the okay filter and the I gotcha filter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I had this conversation with her on the phone today and I didn't realize, and she said this, her words, why didn't anybody tell me that? Because you're not a Cleveland Moto podcast listener. <laughs> and they're not going to print this shit on the gas pumps. That is one of the benefits of the milk stones. If you leave it in mm -hmm. longer, mm -hmm. like I usually don't go for this. I like to have the sandblasted look inside. And, and it does take some agitation. It's oh, going to yeah. release the rust. But a lot of times you look in and you're like, eh. But then you shake the shit out of it and it all flakes out. off. And you're like, yep. holy fuck, it's bare metal now. It is, yeah. If you leave it in longer, right. it will uh, do a pho phosphorus oxide. Yeah. So it'll turn black, yeah. and that's like a diamond-like coat. When you see the black, the job is done with yep. the milkstone remover. Yep. When you see that black, and it's the same way, too, if you're using Metal Rescue. When you see the black color, don't try to take the black color off. It's actually there to help you. So uh, <laughs> when you're working with Metal Rescue, when you're working with phosphoric acid, when you're working with milkstone, and you see the black, your parts are like, they look like somebody like dirty oiled them. Don't fuck with that. That's actually, that's, isn't that black oxide coating at that point? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's phosphorus oxide. Yeah. Same thing. Good for us. It's like a diamond. That's a coating. good thing. Yeah. Right? So. But also, okay, so the tip for drying your tank out, because yeah. you usually are going to have to use water to rinse it out and stuff like that. Yeah, give it one run. Uh, a bottle of alcohol, a yep. rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol. So that just. Get the 70% or hotter. Yeah. And then put that in and shake it around and that will. That dries it out really. Yep. It'll help yep. keep it from flash rusting. Mm -hmm. And then I usually use, use a little bit of two-stroke mix in yep. there after it's good and dried, yep. and then shake that around, and it yep. gives it a little film of oil. <laughs> it does. All I can think about is the force fans we used to use in New Orleans just to keep things dry, try to get things to well, dry well, out I mean, because it's 100% humidity. Yeah, well, you're in a jungle, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, Welcome to the jungle. I mean, we literally had this giant forced squirrel fan. Yeah down into a plumbing hose that had been like like worm clamped together down into this 
funnel. You were in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it is, man. You can use a heat gun, but be careful. Oh, no, 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 no. We found that. That didn't work so well. Heat gun can burn your paint off. It, it wasn't. Can, it yeah. can ignite things. No, no. Like the, the contraptions Blow that we might used be better. to keep every. Oh, no. This was literally. I as, feel like. I feel like introducing a source of electricity, heated coils, anywhere there was gasoline vapor used to be. Yeah, that's not a great idea. I, I triple, you have to immerse it in water. I, I triple water washed first. a 55-gallon drum that used to have oil in it. Uh-huh. Triple washed it. Like soapy water three times. Let it soak. Yep. Dumped everything out of it. Fired up my oxyacetylene torch. Nope. Cut a hole in it. I got about a half a hole. And then I had a metal pumpkin. <laughs> Whoosh. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular. Yep. And there was no warning because, you know, you make the first cut and you make the first cut right by the hole because you're like, there's a hole already. So anything that's going to happen bad is going to either come in or out of that hole. Mm-hmm. No, no. When it just things get right, when the air fuel mixture gets that stoichiometric mix and it's just perfect and all the air inside that 55-gallon drum decides it wants to be fuel. Yeah. And then the oil that was coating the inside of that 55-gallon drum decides it wants to help. Yep. And it just turns that perfect corner. That 55-gallon drum did not, and I will say, it did not blow out a seal. It did not turn into shrapnel and rip me in half and kill me. You didn't blow a seal? Yeah. Just ice cream. Oh, no, Uh, sir. It's just ice cream. but, But it did make it into a very strange oblong pumpkin. Yep. And when it was, I got a few extra gallons of capacity out of that. But when it was all said and done, the guy that was, you know, my boss came out into the yard after he heard the noise and he came running out and he's like, what the fuck was that? Because we worked with thousands of gallons of, you said, MEK and toluene and everything else. And my boss was so tight and maybe he was environmentally friendly, but he was tight (laughs) that he had a machine that you could put old thinner in. And it would recycle your old thinner. Wow. So you'd put paint-filled thinner in, and it was basically a still. And you'd like a, a com, uh, what do they call those, a, a compression oven, right? Yeah. And uh, you had to screw the top on, and you turned the heat up on this thing. And about nine hours later, if you put five gallons of dirty thinner in it, you'd get about three gallons of clean thinner out, and you'd have paste inside of this thing that you'd like scrape out and get rid of the solids. And, you know, whether environmentally that's the best thing in the world because you're (laughs) recycling three gallons of thinner and that thinner is not as spicy as it used to be, but you can still use it on the job site for cleaning brushes and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to use it to cut paint anymore, but you're going to use it for cleanup. Well, I accidentally blew that thing up one time. And it made a lot of noise too. So when he heard the drum go off. Oh, yeah. He thought I'd blown up enough, blown up that thing again. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> okay. well, you know, was blowing shit up. No, again, it was, there's a, there's a very delicate balance between hot and too hot. Yeah, right. Yeah. When you're dealing with thinner. And, uh, it turns out that when I blew up that 55 gallon drum, that 50 gallon drum, he came running out and he's like, and I explained the situation. He goes, so who the fuck ever told you that you could cut on a drum that used to have oil in it? And I said, you know, and I used the term like I, with authority, I triple rinsed it because I have bought things in my life that said triple rinsed, like it was a selling point, right? <laughs> like I thought that like, I thought it was like 
when somebody says like dead on balls accurate and they go, it's an industry term, it's whatever, industry from my, term? you know, cousin Vinny. I thought when triple rinse meant like you could eat out of it now. Turns right. out, fuck you. It doesn't mean shit. No. Triple rinse. So anytime you're applying fire or heat to something that used to have gasoline in it, have your fucking will in order. Allegedly, you know? the uh, hillbilly trick for that is yeah. if you have to do something to a gas tank. Yeah. You start your car and yeah. you put your tailpipe in it. Yeah. And it fills it full of oh, yeah. gas. No, that's, that's yeah. You that can do that. Carbon monoxide will totally do all that. That's carbon dioxide, or you can carbon use, monoxide. Or you can go get some argon the or something other, like that. Now, the other yeah. way to do it, this is the cheaper way to do it. Yeah. Because that drum, if you're going to cut it, yeah. fill it full of water. Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't think about that. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not thinking about it at the time. The carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide trick actually Filling works it full too. of water is actually brilliant. Yeah. Fill it full of water. Because it's a drum. Yeah. yeah. I already filled it full of water three it times. become <laughs> difficult. Yeah. I was good I at that. It's going to be hard to cut once you start I having water it. coming no. out of it. No, because you're still going to cut the I metal. Fi- I could have filled it full of water one time. Right. Yeah. And started cutting. <laughs> Think about that. Save Am I the money? dumbest person on the planet? <laughs> I could have filled it full of water one time, <laughs> started like, cutting on it, and then, like John says, as you're cutting, the water's coming out. Yeah. But it's safe. Yeah. I mean, it's... Because it, you've it's, removed... You already no, made a big now, enough hole to let the oof well, out. There's not going to the, be enough heat to make your disposal or anything yes. happen. No yeah. What. Right. Because you're using flame. You're well, not using what are you like cutting it with? A torch? A torch. Oxy-sudley. Oxy-sudley. Is oxy, oxy going to be hot okay. enough is the okay. question. Well, I don't you're, know. You, look, you're uh, the professional. You, 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 yeah, I don't think you can do that. I don't know. I'm going to try it next time, though. <laughs> Well, no, I actually sure. recommend the carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide trick. That I don't either. About. No, I, but you know what? I don't trust that's that. Not, no, no, that's actually not. I've so clean. I, had, I was going to say, I, I fill my air mattress well, up in yeah. my van with the tailpipe of my van. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. But no, I have always heard. And I've never died. Either, either sand, right? if it's small. Or water when it's yeah, bigger yeah, is kind yeah. of the trick. I want one of our podcast listeners <laughs> to tell us why we're going to die for doing that next all, time. Come on. Who's, Did you yeah. ever see the thing where they had the, the in Sweden, they invented the thing that you hook up to your tailpipe as a lift for your yes, car? Oh, I used yeah. to have one. And then they fucking go too far. <laughs> they wrap I had car. one and it came from <laughs> JC Whitney. Yeah. The, the first like, ever. Like everything did. The first ever internet browsing on the toilet yeah, right. Right, was JC Whitney catalog. Yeah, fuck yeah, and man. I got like all eight of them, but I bought the one that had the, the funnel that you put over your tailpipe yeah. and that it went to the bag. So I want you to just for a second, my dumbass bought this thing and I was like, this is cool. This, yeah. And it's a bag and it's just garbage, right? It's such, it's such a bullshit thing, but I bought it. And at the time I was driving a 66 Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, I could lift any of them. A fart could lift it. <laughs> No, the 66 Volkswagen Beetle has whistles. No oh, tailpipe. you're right. The tailpipe. On a tailpipe. Oh, yeah. It's like a one-inch Tailpipe inch is the oh, size yeah. of a Trail 90. <laughs> <laughs> the funnel they gave me was the size of an elephant cock. Well, keep in, It was keep designed in, for a Buicla Saber. Well, I mean, keep, and keep I looked at this funnel, and I looked at my tailpipe, and I looked at the funnel, and I was like, this ain't going to fucking work. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maxed out a Beetle's what, a 1.6 liter? <laughs> Yeah, 40 horsepower, yeah. best day, right? And it's got twin tips. So yeah. it's like, if you put the funnel on one tip, it's all going to go out the other tip. <laughs> Nothing's going into the funnel, and the funnel's too big for the car. I always realized how inadequate I was. I had been cock-shamed by an inflatable jack. 
Oh God! I looked at this fucking thing and I was like, "This is ridiculous." So just a proof of concept, we went to my dad's seventy-five custom cruiser. Yeah, you know, with the four fifty-four and the whole deal, twin pipes. <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to put it on one of the pipes and we'll put the bag under there." And, and it we'll turns lift out the beetle with that. You <laughs> <laughs> just have to always have a friend with a V8, yeah. <laughs> and it did work. And it did. Ja- I mean, if an old custom cruiser is about the biggest goddamn thing that oh, ever yeah, existed, yeah, yeah. and it lifted it right up like it was no big deal once. Once. You know why? <laughs> Cleveland cars are sharp underneath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turns out corrosion ain't rounded. Right. Right. Oh, There's no. stabby shit. <laughs> so like I put it under there and I was like, look at it. It's lifting great. It's going up like fucking gangbusters. And all of a sudden, and it dropped down again. And I had just cut the top of the bag with like just, the body seam. Just oh, yeah. like an air mattress at three in the morning. Exactly. Oh, man. Oh, that's <laughs> where my Gerber tool is. Yeah. Yeah, there was the one year. Yeah. Like, I think like my... my Everybody has a mid Ohio year where you just get obliterated. Obliterated. Can't talk. Oh my poor liver. Anyways, the worst is waking up in the fucking dead air mattress that's wrapped around oh, you, mean, you like a you taco. Mean the rubber taco. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking eleven thirty in the morning in a hundred ninety four degree tent. You're sweating. Yeah, in like a you're, flocked well, the rubber only, taco. The only good part is, is if you already sweat out your hangover before you wake up, <laughs> but you're in a pool of filth. Oh, 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 so disgusting. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, it hasn't happened to me in a long time. But you know, you'd have that special lady friend in there. Yeah, like. Here's the rule of air mattresses. If you didn't spend $100, it's not really fun. No. And, and you do an air mattress at 9 o'clock at night or, you know, f- before you go to bed because you're smart and you're thinking ahead. And you're trying to get your tent lined up because, you know, you're a young man. You're hoping to hook up, whatever. You want your tent to be nice. And so you do that inflatable job where you, like, you pump that son of a bitch up till it's, like, 27 PSI. You could bounce a quarter on it to the moon. Yeah. You got that thing all set up. You lay out your double, you know, your double uh, fucking, I'm going to hook up tonight, your double sleeping bags. And you got those out. It looks you got the cool. mood lighting you on. You got real honest to God pillows you brought from home instead running. of just rolling your jacket up. Yeah. And you're like, man, later on, this is going to come in handy. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. four o'clock in the morning happens. And you and whatever fucking barely walking upright human that you found to join you back to your tent and you go and crawl in that fucking tent and what happened to all the air you put in that some bitch even if it was brand new and you bought it at the camping store on the way to the rally air shrinks motherfucker i'm telling you you've inflated an air mattress to 27 psi by four in the morning, that thing is one half atmosphere. Even that, right. just from the temperature change. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It gets, oh, yeah. it gets yeah. colder. It, and I mean, the air molecules. Would it be to have like an air regulated up. little compressor built in, like the air. Remember when I told you under yeah. 100 but, bucks? But battery up. Or well, that's, you know. Yeah, you just, that's what I, I did. I had I'll, my air open. I'll go on record of saying it doesn't matter if it's over 100 bucks. That's what I did last year. Oh, didn't you just have to hit the button and re. But why doesn't it fill itself up automatically? No, it does. Oh, well, what's the problem? Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. No problem. Wait, wait. I just a couple years Okay. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, Thank yeah. you. So, I was going to tell you. I was saying. He fixed the problem with money. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was going to say, $150 air mattress doesn't fix itself either, but this well, is. Well, I fixed the problem with $1,500 worth of RV. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. I fixed the problem by sleeping in the back of my Honda Element. I, I, I fixed the problem many times with packaging tape and duct tape right. and the little repair kit that comes with it. I, I, and that I, didn't fix the problem. Put, it I turns a, out money fixed the problem yeah, pretty good. I, I put a Serta in the back of my Honda. Yeah. I was fine. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. A cot is also not a bad thing. I mean, no, you're right. It's yeah. way more comfortable than the ground yeah. and oh, it doesn't yeah. deflate and yeah. it gets you off the ground right. and eh. yeah. a cot with a sleeping bag on it's fairly comfortable yeah but i, I do that this year that's a good idea yeah, but man. i roll in my sleep like a fucking poseidon you get so a bigger just make sure you have a nylon sleeping bag so you can just be like you guys have seen my sleeping like arrangement it's called a 4d 350 yeah. with the, with a real honest to god mattress in the back of it every <laughs> single time Yep, it works great, you know, and that's how I sleep. And I haven't slept or on the ground in a tent like a savage. Bus. One right. or the other. Or the other, right. That wasn't a bad way to go either. <laughs> no, no, that was yeah. not bad. Honestly, I threw money at the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah. I, rem- <laughs> I remember you guys went off somewhere and I was not in the condition to go anywhere. Yo, you're in bad shape. Yeah, so yeah. I just sat on the patio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the actual, on the veranda. On the veranda. Yeah. On the back of the thing. And just elevated. watching the peasants drive by as I enjoyed it. <laughs> Turning up the air conditioner that blows out onto you. I thought it was funny that that thing had a garage yeah. and a bedroom above the garage. Above the garage with a motorcycle wash. Yes. The fucking weirdest goddamn thing ever. Again, thank you, Thor. Yeah. The anal Thor outlaw <laughs> or the Thor anal outlaw, depending on how you want to write word it. Oh, dude. <laughs> so fucking funny. It, I mean, it was. I found, awesome. I found a folder on one of my hard drives called cell phone, right? Yeah. Oh. And so, like, it had like a million things. So I was going through and I found all these things, younger pictures of my kids and stuff. Oh, wow. Cool. And then I found a couple of recordings of us on that bus. Like you were telling a joke or something, oh, and really? John was laughing and making cocktails. It was it's a fucking that's a good run. That's a good run, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was good. I liked. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. The uh, I don't uh, I I don't ever do a thing where I'm camping and I'm like, oh man, you know, I really wish I was in a tent. <laughs> I've never said that. I wish I was in a tent right now. Right. And I mean, I've been in the back of Ford Aerostars. I've been in the back of Toyota Siennas. I've been in the back of Honda Civic Wagovan. Yeah. And I never said I wish I was in a tent. Yeah. Not once. I Ohio is just not a great place to be in a tent. I mean, unless you're buried. Like, I just don't. I like to have in hard sides. I'd rather sleep in the back yeah, of my the, car. The, in it, the, yeah. the weather, the way it changes so much, it does. Yeah. I always spend money on fixing tents that broke the year before. Oh, yeah. I still have sure. to get a couple of arms for my easy up this year. Yeah, we had an episode last year. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I did buy the, I got the kit like you did that turns your easy up into a six man tent. Yeah. The like easy up liner business. The cube. The cube. I got one of those. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, that thing works. And then just having Dan Kromke's trailer for the Misfits, because they're from California, they're soft. And like, they don't really know how to do that. So we provide them with the house. Yeah. And like, we're just, here's the house. There's the cots. You decorate it as you want. Um, I think this year, though, we do have to take a little bit of pride in that. I think we need to put post- not posters soft. up inside. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got to decorate. I think yeah. we need oh, no. a little art in there, right? Oh, no. You're talking about the easy up thing, right? Oh, uh, no. We were actually talking about the inside of the oh, dance no, trailer. We were not talking oh. about pop up apocalypse. Oh, no. I've actually. I've actually <laughs> <laughs> this is another one. That's solid gold. Pop up apocalypse. I can't even say it. Pop up apocalypse. Pop up apocalypse. He said pop up apocalypse. Yes, he did. Which is a whole other thing. Yeah, no, this is. Which I like where that one's going to. Like, I mean, I was, 
I mean, I was going to talk about the camp, the 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 uh, easy up camping cue, but you've got something here that we need to we need to expound upon. <laughs> well, we've talked about this a few times on the, the FEMA camp. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. our FEMA camp is solid. FEMA yeah. camp. I mean, there's oh. there's rugs involved, and does the hey, uh, did you guys see the? I sent you guys the uh, the updated foldable, storable, easily assemblable, not a ramp. I saw that. We got to get that. No, we don't. We just need to have not a ramp. <laughs> oh, but this would be so much easier. Uh, do we still have the board? I don't know. I don't we can know. always make a new one. We'll make another one. All I have right. spray paint. We can't, we can't slack on not a ramp. We got to, yeah. But I think the thing you showed us is so... We're going to break that. It's hard to call it not a ramp. <laughs> I mean... Well, and we're going to break it's that. It's a packaging material that happens to be assembled in the shape of a ring. Right, exactly. That's the, that, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't help but think it's going to get broken. You know, that's that's know. the only thing I'm I'm worried about. We'll just the, roll uh, with normal, not a ramp. <laughs> God for God forbid, we'll just we'll just do a piece of wood like we've done in the past, <laughs> and then we'll add fire as the night proves on, and it'll just get better and better and better and better and better. Yes, yes, yes. Because that's really all it takes at Mid Ohio is ambition. Ambition and That's fire. all it takes. A little bit of fire, a yeah. lot of ambition, yeah. a little bit of fire. And then as the night goes on, a little more fire, and a little more fire, and a little more fire. And fireworks. And then boom, and then things get really special. Mm. Right. I think that's my favorite thing. And that is, uh, it, there's, no, there's no question. I find myself, now that DGR is over and my responsibilities are done, <laughs> uh, I find myself looking forward to mid-Ohio mm-hmm. with a new level of ferocity. Well, you start yeah. your conniving and, I am. and planning and <laughs> oh, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. what do I have to get done between now and mid-Ohio? Yeah, and I'm looking through my garage and going, oh, that's going to mid-Ohio. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that's definitely going to mid-Ohio. <laughs> And Renee yeah. and I both go through the yeah. back of the shop and we're like, this is going to be Oh, we're going to have to order like a double stack of post-it notes. Oh, yeah. Like the Queen's ransom of post-it notes just for like a special color of post-it note just going to Mid-Ohio. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. I need Renee to make me a shirt that says, I'm only 16 for my daughter. Oh, for your daughter. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. I was going to say, you were going to be really... I was gonna say. But you, then I was thinking it should be like I'm only 16. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, we, oh, we're gonna say it's gonna look 16 really will get you 20. Yeah. That's all you got. No, 16 just, will get you 20. Dude, simply put, Bourbon Fairy's daughter. Nobody. Nobody's her. gonna yeah. fuck yeah. around. That's right. <laughs> that is it. Oh. Yeah. Hey, hey, sweetheart, how you doing? What's your uh, shirt say? Oh, uh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, just want to make sure you're okay. Your dad's a hell of a guy. Dad's a hell of a guy. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that's cool because they're either scared or fucking hoping, right? Yeah. You know, they like don't want to piss off the bourbon fairy. It get really hard to explain getting your ass kicked by a guy in a tutu <laughs> with a squirt gun. We had we had one guy last year that like was trying to step up and be. He was just too Southern Ohio to be down with any kind of fairyisms, right? He did not find our particular sense of humor to be. Uh, no. he, up his he definitely alley. he shot cases of Bud Light in the last few weeks. I guarantee you. <laughs> that's that's this guy, right? Yeah. But the best part was, yeah. like, he was like, I ain't taking a drink from no fruit. And John goes, I'm not a fruit. I'm the bourbon fairy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at that point, the guy was just like, fuck it. You broke him. You just fucking <laughs> broke him. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's like, you know what? Make all your bourbon dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fucking. Uh, I was like, okay. <laughs> 
I've gone to the hospital for dumb shit. <laughs> and I've had to explain to doctors how things happen to me. And I don't ever want to say, well, there's this guy. He's about 6'4". He's literally a mountain of a man. And he's a... Are you familiar with the term bourbon fairy? <laughs> and I was like, you don't... You're going to end up in like the American Journal of Medicine or something. Yeah. There's got to be like the back pages, like Beaver Hunt and Hustler. There's got to be like a special section. Penthouse Letters, the American Journal of Medicine must have a special section for just like weird stuff up your butt. And how this is you, how I ended up in the ER. How did you get a garden, Harbor Freight garden square up your ass? <laughs> I totally agree, man. God damn. I just. And, and is, what the hell is it in? It smells like bourbon. Exactly. <laughs> right. right. So, uh, so well, they taught us in medical school, they taught us about college kids keistering liquor. We'd never quite seen the apparatus installed. <laughs> <laughs> and the amazing thing is the strap. Yeah. You got the strap in there. <laughs> right. Um, and it still pumps. Yeah. It still pumps. It's still functional. Uh, I'm angry at Bud Light, but not because of any of that. Yeah, it's because, because it tastes they, like piss. Well, they did me a, a free beer tomorrow. Then, oh, oh. where my brother-in-law sent me an ad that said, you know, they had Bud Light <laughs> was seven dollars and forty-nine cents a twenty-four pack. Oh my goodness, Meyer. So okay, right. like, okay, right. I'm gonna go there. Right. Well. It's seven dollars and forty nine cents. After you buy the first case, they will e you submit your receipt, and they will then email you an authorization code to submit a rebate on your next case of beer. For I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm gonna jump is, through the hoops. This is like twenty fucking layers of hoop. I'm just like, nah. so you know who else is famous for that shit? And I think they might be in cahoots. <laughs> That's a good word. Right? Yeah. Famous, it's a great word. Uh, uh, no, but, yeah. no, uh, no it's, it's fucking Menards. Like, Menards is some bullshit. Yeah, I just want to buy something. I don't want to get involved in a fucking chain letter with you. Yep. I just want to buy some shit. Man, I don't want to walk in there and be like, oh, yeah, sure, uh, we, got, we got drywall here for $18 a sheet. And I go in, and I'm like, yeah, I'll need probably seven or eight sheets of drywall. And I go in there, and they're like, well, that's after the mail-in rebate. I'm like mail. Yeah, we do and not like, need to bring. And then we're gonna right, this. and we're gonna mail you four sheets of drywall, like right. all this other weird rules they have about it. Yes. And I'm like, why do I even want to come into this fucking or, store? Or you can't just like a lot of the stuff. You have to talk to somebody. Like you can't just grab a door. You got to talk to they the have door. The whole, their whole lumber yard is out back. I know. Yeah. And you I have mean, to pay, and they give yeah. you a receipt, a, a call tag, and then you I, have to go, and they will pull it for you. But they will not load it on your car. No, they won't. That's what I know. Uh, learned about it was, I was like, oh, this is white glove service. This is badass, you know. And and then I went around back to grab, you know, you know, four hundred pounds worth of stuff or whatever. And I get my truck back there, and I'm always like, this is going to be great. They're going to have like a bunch of guys back there. It's going to load my shit up. Maybe a tow motor, right? Maybe a tow motor, right? I might actually get to guide somebody today. But you know what? They don't. They just have your shit sitting there. And I had to wait for like forty five minutes. So I was like, I went from being honestly, Home Depot, where I get to go in there and pick my shit. And ultimately, if nobody's looking, I can take the tow motor and grab my own stuff, right? Right. You hear the fucked up thing? Yeah. So you said that they won't help you load or anything, right? Right, right. So my dumbass, not knowing how much fucking these landscaping bricks were going to weigh, 
Oh god! I go on the thing. They're made I, of brick. I, well, I know. Oh, yeah, right. I, I didn't. I thought they were this big, and they ended up being bigger. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I'm like, okay. okay, I got my trailer. I got my my little car at the time, right? right? I was like, 220 bricks. Like, oh god! <laughs> so so I get there, and so I start loading them, right? And he put them on the roof. No, and no, no, no. Even in bad math, that's a ton. I'm, this is none of this. I know I use exaggerate. This is none of not one ounce of this is exaggerated. So I start loading these things on the fucking trailer, and I get one fucking layer, and it's like 26 of them and i'm like oh no no you're done and so then i start another layer and another so i get three layers thick my fenders now have a half a millimeter of clearance before yeah, the tires oh my back of my car is sunk but i still have like off about 75 or 100 fucking bricks to put in so i put them in the back seat on the floor in the oh passenger god. seat everywhere right oh my god so like i look like the most ghetto dude my car is dragging on the ground like I, unfortunately i don't have too far to go yeah but like uh, this is why my transmission is fucked, probably from this day. <laughs> oh. So but here's the thing. My point of this, though. So I, I, it takes me 45 minutes to load all these goddamn fucking things. Right. Yeah. I get to that little hut that John was talking about where they go and they check your receipt. Right. This motherfucker removed every brick out of my car and most of them off the trailer to count them and then put them all fucking back. But they didn't help me do it the fucking first time when he could have just counted them when we put them in the fucking thing. That is not cool, man. No. That is not cool. Is it a bad time to mention you have a pickup truck? No, I didn't at the time. Not at the time. I mean, I got to share this because this is the dumbest thing ever. Because you're talking about this. Now, if anybody has ever owned a Honda Element, Phil has. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You realize that they have zero towing capacity. No, it's 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 one of the most deceptive vehicles in yeah. the world because they every the, you can't put a bicycle rack you, in the you back. You can't of them. stand on the bumper no. without it bottoming out. Right, it's so true. So I, I, oops, yeah. oops, bought a Yamaha Majesty 400. Oh, oh, I oops bought one off Copart. Right, yeah, okay. In Jackson, right. Mississippi. Yeah. Which is about two hours from yeah, but, so gave or take. But, uh, Han, but hold on. Hold a on. Yamaha Majesty. You're talking into the end. So, that's yeah. That's not the way you do it. That's not the way to do it? There. Oh, oh, this is why I can't. Jesus oh, Christ. Christ. Oh, my God. He killed seven people just now. No That was kidding. it. Murdered right. seven I'm people. I'm turning him up. I'm like, why isn't this fucking... Look, why didn't you... I, Tom, it just cracks me up. <laughs> I'm getting hysterical. used to Tom. <laughs> and, and, and these things that he does. Uh, yeah. When he fell over <laughs> at the podcast oh, God. at Forco, I wasn't even drunk. He is the second sober person to fall down in Porco. Like, like, that is it. Yeah. I am. I know. I, I have been called danger prone Daphne in my life. <laughs> the, oh, good, the good okay. news is he fell through some priceless Whitco furniture. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. That was and I liked how it stopped. And then two seconds later, something else was like, oh, yeah. That was, and, like, and then like, like a few seconds. Every, everybody. It was like it was the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. And he I'm was like, like, oh, wait, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Gonna and then bad. it got worse. <laughs> it got worse. Like, I, the worst part is I literally was sober. I was yeah. as sober as it gets. That's what I love about it. I was like, oh God, I have destroyed Porco and I am stone cold sober. Like at least give me three shots like of fireball. We've been going there for years yeah. and, 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 and many times have been obliterated, right? Nobody <laughs> breaks shit. He fucking knows. <laughs> <laughs> what do I think? Obliterated. I was telling Phil about this this morning. He's like, the worst part is you, I was doing some blappers. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was as sober as I could be, and I fell over in Borco. I will admit it was a little complicated setup. You know, the chairs and tables were everywhere. I had my, I had my hamburger that I just bought from Town Hall because I couldn't eat the well, pizza. You know what? He tried to lean on the curtain. <laughs> that was, that was, I was going to say the problem was it wasn't a load bearing curtain. It wasn't a load bearing curtain. <laughs> 
hand up to lean on the curtain and just went through the curtain. <laughs> oh, it but it was great. like a Johnny Carson exit. Like, like he was just like, go on. I was expecting a hook because I was on the outside oh, watching it happen. I and I know. thought maybe you gong showed him. Oh, I know. I thought maybe you just... God oh, damn it, so Tom. Is that it looked like he got jerked out of the room, actually. Well, I can only imagine from inside the room, it looked oh, like he'd God. been raptured down. Yeah. <laughs> you just swallowed up by the carpet. Yeah. So for those uh, we didn't have video then. The sound was very loud because the, the furniture he fell through is all that like super oh, heavy yeah, Litco shit. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You could kill a man. Like yeah. you can't win a bar fight for that shit because you can't pick no, it up. It was all but, it was all carved, but, like everything was it would just and I felt really bad. I was like, look, if I was drunk, if I was, I couldn't convince you that I wasn't drunk. Oh, Dan it was, was drunk. He didn't fall on anything. Dan didn't fall through <laughs> shit. Dan was drunk. <laughs> there were words he couldn't say. I know. I've never seen anybody drink five drinks or maybe more. I, and just be like, yeah, let's go. I'm right. Dan, Dan was thirsty. <laughs> Dan was thirsty. Like I was, I was like, I am never going to be able to convince anybody that I am not drunk. The only thing wrong with Dan, though, was his PCV valve broke because <laughs> his gazoutas turned into gazindas and his gazindas turned into gazoutas at some point. I was listening to the recording and right quick in the beginning, you were like, you tried so hard to say something no, and no, you just came out your nose. Daniel Rossi Spumante. <laughs> Daniel Rossi Spumante. <laughs> two drinks in Porco. No, How many did you have at the county line? <laughs> oh, are you didn't buy any beer at the county dude, line. Dude, you had I, them. I didn't, I didn't, no, 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 no. He didn't buy. Because I was going to say, I brought my own beer in because I know how it works. And so we got to county line. I I had a couple in my back and under my seat of my bike. So I was out there and then Chris comes out. Chris was on point. Chris comes out with like five Stellas. So Chris comes out with five Stellas and he's like being a mensch. Well, that motherfucker, I bought him a beer and then he went and bought beers and never gave me a beer. Really? Oh, I I pulled my move, pull in, run in, get the first one. You know, that's how you do it. Grab six beers and pass them around. And I wasn't even in a hurry because I knew I had some under my seat. So I just was doing my thing and I'm, I got, you know, and I'm drinking and, uh, the, everybody makes mad rush. So Sean, uh, or Noel are, he's like, Oh God, you know, he's like, I want a cigarette, but I know I gotta get in line to get a beer. Right. And so he goes, oh, screw it. Cigarette wins. So he lights up a cigarette and, uh, <laughs> then Chris just magically appears. And he hands me a beer. And I was like, well, I already had one going and a koozie and everything. So I was like, well, I took the beer and I handed it to Sean. And Chris was like, I don't know him. And I was like, yeah, but I do. And I just beard him for you. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. I, I, pa- paid, it I paid it forward. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Well, that's oh, the thing. I, I mean, a, a, 200 guys show up at the county well, Yeah. No, I got. You can't sell one at a time. Do you know what I did? Yeah. So I called them uh, two weeks before the event. And I said, remember us. They went, what? And I said, the distinguished gentleman's ride. And they went, yeah, the guys on the bikes uh, with the fancy clothes. And I went, exactly. Yep. And I said, now we were here four years ago. I called you two weeks ahead of the event. And I told you to have five people bartending between the hours of three and five. Right. And you will make a lot of money. And you're going to make all the money. Yep. You're going to make house payments. Yep. But be able to keep up with us. Yep. And have a beer special that's as simple to understand as this. Miller, $1. Anything else, $2. Don't get complicated. You know, something like that, right? <laughs> yep. We don't mix cocktails kind yep. of thing. Just make it super stupid. Yep. And so I did that. I, I reconned that out and I prepped it four years ago. Last time we went to that particular bar and we got there and they had one lady working 
and it was a shit show. Yep. And so this year, I called them the night before. So I called them two weeks ago, and I called them the night before. And I said, remember, this is Phil from Cleveland Moto, the whole deal. I talked to you two weeks ago. Get somebody on there. We're going to be landing in your vicinity between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock. And you're going to make some money if you can keep up. You might even consider hot dogs. You might consider hot dogs. You might consider like, you know, ham sandwich or whatever, just something is fast, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to really make some money. Yep. I said, but that's cool. But we're going to have a lot of people over a hundred. And she goes, yes, I got you. We got, to, we, we got Becky coming in. We got Clarissa coming in. It's going to be great. You see what was there when we got there? Yep. Becky. Becky. <laughs> but Becky. There's also something to be said about the other side of this. Yeah. So if you're a rider and you're yeah. in a ride with... 50, 100, yeah. 200 people. Right. All right. When you go in the bar, I don't give a fuck if they have a cocktail menu that's 37 fucking cocktails. Yeah. Your option beer, yeah. Coke, or water. Yep. Like, yeah. You're, you're right. Like, it should be only items you can carry in one don't hand. Don't be the fucking guy with 37 guys oh. trying to get a Bud Light behind you. Uh, you're like, can you add Grand Marnier to the fucking the guy? Is that muddled? You're like, dude, fucking get a beer. You're taking right. like 30 minutes later. He you gets saw how many cor- cocktails Porco had. I don't know who. Boop. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who he was. Yeah. I don't know who he was, yeah. but he popped $100 on the bar. He said, yeah. look, when it runs out, I bring another 100 Wow. That's cool. This is everybody behind me. This is covering them. When wow. it runs out, you'd let me know. Wow. That's and cool. That, that happened at County Line? Yep. Yep, I don't the know who he was. Well, you know, up for that guy. Yeah, yeah. like well, that's, that's a classy that's, fucking move he, right he's there. He's like, look, I got everybody around me. If someone yeah. runs out, let me know. That's and a went, classy Damn. move. That is a classy so, fucking move. Then Chris slid up and took six Stellas. <laughs> <laughs> and came out to say, uh, you got the next round, no, right? Chris, Chris, Chris pulled up and said, oh, what's the most expensive beer you've got? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. teasing. I'm teasing. That's not really what so, happened. So yeah, they were like, yeah. I, I went, to, went to Jackson with the Honda. Yeah, yeah. Had a had a tilt rack on the back. Yep. Showed up a co-part. Yep. They gave me a bunch of shit because I wasn't like licensed. Doesn't matter. Yep. But I got my bike. I got the Majesty. But a Majesty doesn't fit inside a Honda. It element. does not fit inside the Honda. So right. it went on the back with the with the Versa Hall. With the Versa Hall. And it was dragging. So you like okay. So the then, idea behind Honda Element is you can put four hundred pounds of your fat friends inside yep. of it. So then, it but gets, you can't put four hundred pounds of your fat friends outside on the of back it. of it. So it gets worse. I get the stupid idea of stopping off at uh, what is it Tractor Supply. And buying the collapsible trailer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, one you yeah. have to build. Yeah, the building. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. put it inside the Honda. Oh, so Jesus I have exceeded Christ. the capacity of the Honda element by like 300 uh, pounds. Yeah. A full tank of gas and a 10 speed exceeds the capacity of a Honda element. <laughs> the entire way home, yeah. the thing is dragging sparks. Yeah. Around here, you would never, like, all those Honda elements, <laughs> the shock towers are rusted oh, out yeah. on a good day. Yes. Yeah. If you put anything in them, they're gone. I mean, they're, gone. Like, they're gone. Dude, it's yeah. total shame. My I mean, this had is, a Honda element, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had that that weird floor that looked like little coins yeah, all over pebbles, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. I remember Wash somehow maybe I was just high, but I remembered seeing even back then <laughs> that you could hose the fucking thing out. Yeah, that was always the joke. Well, the I hosed my wife's out or ex-wife's out, and it didn't do so the, well. The problem is I they have the, front, the they back, have the floor vents. Everything, dude. The floor vents are the problem. <laughs> I Again, didn't know. I thought you could just do it. Man. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you were talking about the bricks. I'm like, yeah, the prop. And I've got uh, now I've got the upgraded sh- struts and everything else. I'm like, no, I'm good to go. It's so now. fucking silly. But everyone does it. Everyone sees a Honda element. They're oh, like, yeah. oh, I can just hose it out. You're just like, the radio it. never works. No, it's not, a, it's not a kiddie pool. No. No. I thought it was like fucking element proof. 26, the commercial. 26 miles of wiring under the <laughs> They show all these fucking mountain bike guys no. jumping in there with yeah. mud flying. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't I, worry about wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Sleepy, wait a minute. Wait, I got something for Phil. Ready? You ready? I pinch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I pinch. I pinch. I pinch. I'm a crab. I'm a crab. I, pinch. I pinch. Yeah, that was one of the best marketing campaigns ever. The, uh, the Honda Element basically broke marketing. Oh, yeah. Because the Honda Element came out and 90% of the people on the planet went, oh, that's the box a car comes in. <laughs> and 10% of the people went, you've made my you've car. Made my car. <laughs> I too am simple. <laughs> Are the wheels round? Good enough for me. Perfect. It looks like the car I drew in third grade. It does. <laughs> it does. And then they saw the semi-suicide doors yeah. and they went, ooh. Yeah. yeah. And you know how you, you know how you, you want to know if you're your girlfriend or your friend's an idiot? When they shut the front door without shutting the back oh, door first. Oh, yeah. In a Honda Element, you're like, fucking idiot. Yeah. Jesus I've never Christ. done this before. <laughs> you are just awful. And like the, the whole twin moonroof thing. Oh, yeah. And they were like, yeah, that's so you can stand up in the back and change your uh, change out of your wetsuit, wet right? And this whole deal. Yeah. And I will admit, Steve or um, Pete Hemfling got the East Folia. So he got the pop top mm-hmm. kit for the Honda Element. Yeah. That is. Oh, yeah. That makes that's, me want to go find a 30,000 mile cherry element from somewhere that's not Cleveland and do that conversion, that pop top conversion. Have oh. you seen the prices of good elements? It's, it's, it's annoying. Staggering. Did I mention mine's, was, mine's still barely 50,000? Right. It is staggering <laughs> how expensive they are. Yeah. Because also I've owned two elements. Oh, yeah. And I'll be the first to tell you, like timing cam ch- chain position or timing position sensors. Yep. You should have a glove box full of them. Yep. Right. They're not durable cars. They're not like <laughs> no. tough. Like I have, I have yeah. spent a ridiculous amount of money on my, I bought mine with 30,000 miles. Yeah, they're, yeah. I have spent a ridiculous amount durable. of money just to get 20,000 miles yeah. out of it. Yeah. They're not, but durable. that's because it's sad for about 15 miles. It also could years. be that it is, it is where aerodynamics went to die. Oh, yeah. So whatever motor they chose, which is not enough the motor. K, the K24. The motor is not enough motor. Nope. It is pushing a square down the road. Yep. You're getting about 22 miles per gallon on your best goddamn day. And it's attached to yeah. the world's worst transmission. It is got, it is hand to God, <laughs> the wrong wheel drive. Yep. They, you know, you know, real time, all wheel drive. It is it is basically fun time four wheel drive, and that is that it takes all the power from the tires that grip and gives it to the tire that slips. Yep, um, I have been stuck in a Honda Element in my own fucking driveway. <laughs> it is if you take a CRV six V six and put it in this it thing, it would a be a great car. Off road vehicle for people who've never seen snow. But I like I like yeah. that. What is that? Is it the Nissan? It's like the, the same designer. It's a cube. No, not the cube. It's the mm-hmm. it's almost like the, oh, the, the NB, commercial van. The NB two thousand. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the NB2000. The same designer yep. was like, I'm going to make I, a van now. After when, I, when I couldn't find an element, because I looked for about two yeah. years to find the one that I did, yeah. um, I was looking at the NB2000. Yeah. Nissan NBs. Yep. Yeah. And, and they then, make the 3500 version of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which and is which is so you're like I too have a heavy duty super duty vehicle well, because and people they, are like they, no you don't they, for a <laughs> but very, they do they're yeah, V8s yeah, yeah. and they're powerful and people haul shit with for them. that for that brief period of time yeah. they had like the the Ford Transit right 
and the Nissan NV yeah. and the Chevy, whatever the hell that thing's called, the little yeah. tiny one that's, and the Dodge Ram Promaster. And there yeah. was this whole series of itty bitty little vans yeah. that were for commercial use. Stolen from Japan and Europe. Yeah. So what and, kind of uh, user emails do we have? Uh-oh. I should, my, 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 my box died. My, 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 literally, my battery died. Oh. Uh, my battery died. I'm going to try and pull them up my phone. Did now. anybody send us pictures? No. <laughs> Are there any jokes that we owe somebody because they paid 10 look, bucks? I'm I'm done. That's like, okay. I'm just gonna say I, that's, that's I didn't bring my charger for my laptop. No, and my no. laptop normally runs for a long time. It didn't run for a long right. time this time. Oh. Anyway, but uh, so I had that thing I was gonna talk about. We want to talk about it. It's all bring right. It on. This is an after school special. It please was do. Steve Knievel. I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I figured. I did actually. I was able to see him in the hospital. You able to go visit him? And I talked with him about it, and he yep. said, "No, you can talk about it on the okay. podcast." Good okay. Enough. okay. Good so enough for me. It was a green light from him. Right. Not his wife. So, John, I would like you to now bring the podcast who has not been aware of something that we've been aware of for over three weeks. Yeah. Right. I think it's a more like it's a month. month. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, like it's a approaching month. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've been wondering why Grumpy Sewer Guy isn't here. Not on the podcast. Yep. yep. It's because he's been in the hospital. Right. Um, it was a beautiful sunny day. He was in Speculator, New York, riding his Honda Monkey. Uh, on what was probably an out and back, he was very fond of you know one tank out, one tank back. So that's about 150 miles on that bike. Yeah, and I'm not sure if he was on the out or on the return, but he had well, also let's explain the roads. They Can are, you talk into the mic? I'm not hearing you. Yeah, yeah, sorry, thank you. Um, explain the roads a little bit. Like, what are we dealing with when you're riding out? Well, speculators, beautiful riding. It's I wouldn't say it's dragon material or anything no, like that. But, but the roads are meaning that up there's down, nothing roller, around. Roller coast, up trees, and down. Trees, no, like literally 20 miles of not one building. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, and, and also, I mean, you know, <coughs> Sleepy will tell you that you, you there's it's 150 miles of the gas station. Yeah, yeah. The gas station to gas uh, station. You have to take, you have to know how far you're going. So at some point, he had an accident. And I've talked with him a little bit about it. He's had visions of deer, but he's not sure if that's just a dream that he had or whatever. Um, he went off the road. Supposedly, it was when they went to tow his bike, which was the monkey, it was down six feet. You couldn't see it from the road. Uh, apparently, he was able to crawl back up to the road, though having sustained significant injuries. But he didn't think he had him, right? No, he was pretty much, uh, according to the off-duty, uh, his son was able to speak with the off-duty sheriff's deputy, and he said that Steve said, oh, I'm okay, I'm all right. He was sitting but upright on the side of the road, but later to come to find out he had two exploded vertebrae, a broken leg, a broken wrist, uh, Lots of collapsed lungs, yeah. uh, spleen injury, like, yes. So if... <laughs> If he'd have waved that guy on, and that guy hadn't been a share, you know an off-duty deputy who was like, "No, I'm not leaving this guy," he he probably wouldn't be with us today. Right, and, the and there were a lot of heroic measures on down the line, you know, for everybody from the uh, it was the Saranac Lake Rescue Squad yeah, and the Long Lake Rescue Squad. These were people who took him from where he was. Uh, he couldn't get approved for life flight, so they took him an hour and a half to Albany, New York, to receive critical care. Right, and then, so, didn't you find out, so, there, from everything that they can tell, and from the bike that we've gotten back now, and you've mm -hmm. seen in person, mm -hmm. 
It doesn't look like there was another vehicle involved, so it wasn't like a hit and run or anything. No. Uh, as far as we know, he somehow drifted off the road. And, and the monkey doesn't look bad. I mean, the front fender's down. The front end's twisted, but I, it could even be one of those things where you, if you loosened everything up, you might be able to straighten it out. New front fender, pretty good divot in the, in the tank where the, the, you know, the triple's twisted enough that it yeah. contacted the tank. But when we were talking many times about this and stuff, like we still maybe think that maybe a deer jumped and he hit. Because like how much damage he has for not hitting anything. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, and this is just my total conjecture, but when I look at the bike and I see both mirrors are straight forward and there's no mirrors on them. Right. So the, the stocks of the mirrors are just forward. It feels to me like he went off the road, went airborne, landed in a ditch, and and just landed on the bike, and uh, flipped over. Maybe did a whiplash thing back and forth, or I don't know. We will never know. He doesn't know. Right. And he was basically in a medically induced coma for you know, I mean, just on painkillers. It wasn't actual coma, but he was tubes in both lungs, feeding tube through the nose. Yeah not not really conscious for at least a couple of weeks and a lot of playing around waiting to get surgeries various surgeries on his spine his leg his wrist and but the really really good news is he is pretty much going to be fully functional i mean he doesn't have any serious debilitating injuries that would prevent him from being able to walk and talk and he did definitely have his motorcycle helmet on yeah so that saved his cranium his brainium and so, was he in shorts? I don't know. <laughs> but, of course he was. But I can tell you that he does not have any road rash that was visible. No. So aside from six different various surgeries, which they couldn't perform until he was stabilized and they could get him to breathe, which one of them was a, they had to do a thoracotomy on his one lung. To, he had like two mm. liters of fluid in there. Yeesh. Ten liters of blood, apparently. Is how many, yeah, through his surgery. So he's very big on wanting to donate blood because he lost a lot of blood during this whole process. And I, I can only imagine he's a little bit of a freak about things like that. I'm like, wonder what kind of blood's in you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Do you wonder? Uh, I didn't say this, but wonder if any of them are vaccinated. Well, and on top of that, like knowing Steve. Knowing Steve, like just the fact that he was in a hospital, he's probably going to find out how to like change his DNA now or something. To well. That extent. I think that this situation is going to ease him. Like he really didn't like. That's probably why he was sitting alongside the road. Like, I don't want to go to the hospital. I'm going to have my wife pick me up and just take me home, yeah. and I'll just lie down because he hates yeah. doctors, he hates hospitals, he doesn't want to take medicine. But I think this is kind of you know he realizes he's that's kind of broke him of all that. Like he's under nothing but medical care. But the good news too is though he's very adamant about wanting to get the fuck out of there, and so he's doing. He says he's doing everything that they can. Anything they ask him to do, he's going to do it, and he just wants to do whatever it takes to get better and get the hell out of there and get back to his life. I mean, he thinks, you know, he's like, he wants to come back to work, he wants to do this and stuff. It's like, just take your fucking time, dude. But he's using sick days. Yeah, well, (laughs) he has 3,000. I know. I think he takes pride in collecting them. Yeah, well, yeah. There's there's a whole thing. It's it's quirky. Steve He's going to cash in a little of his sick days, I think, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This might break the seal. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm like, you're good for a year and a half, I think. Yeah, I mean, no problem. <laughs> but like, literally. But that's like, the thing. Is, kidding. Yeah. He's, you know, we but want him like, to rehabilitate. 
He doesn't want to lose his job. He's like, worried. I'm like, nobody, Steve, everybody cares deeply about you. Yeah. Nobody's, right. that's not going to happen. Right. You're, you're going to be fine. Like, they'd be, <laughs> they'd be insane to try to fire you right now. Like, right. they can't. But in his mind, that'd be, the, that'd be the best thing that could happen because you could be off work for two or three years and get your job back and then get a big back paycheck because there's no way that would ever stand. You know? Right, right. right. You're exactly right. And uh, now I wanted to know uh, now, in any of those surgeries, were they able to? Were they actually able to get the the seat from the monkey out of his ass? No, that's still stuck <laughs> okay. up there as well, well as. Well, I mean, he could he his head's up there, but you can still talk to him. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, I just, I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah. We're we're making light of it right now, but it is terrifying, and we've known about this. Um, here's the thing that I I want to bring to people's attention. The family made the decision that they did not want this to go public. Mm-hmm. And and I respect the living hell out of that. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, that was right in the beginning, too, yeah. because I don't, they didn't know. I mean, it was touch and go whether he was yeah. going to live or die. So they were right. just like, don't, don't yeah. tell the podcast, don't do anything. Right. We just, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so we had one of our, um, one of our podcast listeners, Adam, had stopped by last week and we had, I had invited him because he's doing a, a trip, riding his motorcycle around. Uh, riding his V-Strom around uh, like he does. He does, you know, he'll go out for a week and he'll just camp and, and enjoy mm-hmm. the road and things. Well, he showed up for us uh, to do a podcast. And I had to tell him, I was like, I was like, well, we're not, we're not doing the traditional podcast. We're not doing the normal thing. Cause he'd popped in cause he just Thursday night. Right. Yeah, right. And so I was like, well, we're not doing it Thursday night. Um, you know, doing it Friday night last week, you know? And I'd said, uh, but and he's like, oh, that's too bad, you know, because I really wanted to meet everybody. And I was like, look, I said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you. One of our members, this is just last week. So I said, one of our members was in a crash and we're doing things a little differently. We're not meeting on the normal nights and things like that. And I said, so that's just, that's what it is. So he's, it didn't work out with his schedule for him to hang around until Friday to do a podcast. And uh, so I said, yeah, so I, I'm sad that you couldn't be there. Did he be, bring us a bottle of moonshine, which is back at the shop? So mm-hmm. we have that. Yeah, it's real nice. Uh, <laughs> so that's cool. And he's not a he's not a drinker, but he was nice enough to bring us a bottle, even though he's not a drinker. So, but it was I was like, well, the family at the family's request, I'm not going to tell you any more details about this, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it will come out. So I'm really glad that we're talking about this in this episode that we're going over this well, because you, you know, Steve is a vital part of this. Yeah, so. you know, I was going to say, like, you know, it's weird. Is like I don't remember. Like, I'm not even talking about, like, when you or any of us have lost a limb or something like that. Right. Like, that thing. But, like, I have never remembered when we were all together that we weren't cracking jokes or something the yeah. whole time. Yeah. And that was the few time when John posted or sent that to yeah. our text thing. Yeah. Nobody, like, there was no, no there was jokes. no jokes about it because we're no, fucking saying, really like it, worried, you know? <laughs> yeah, we are. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, the levity hit everybody. Like, it was like, holy shit. Like, this well, is, the yeah. jokes did come later, though. <laughs> He's now no longer grumpy sewer guy. He will be referred to as Stevel Kenneal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. hey, when we when we finally finish his monkey, when we're going, when we're putting yeah, us all yeah, back right, together, right. No, but there's a lot. It to does now. have to have the evil Kenneal stars, and it might have to. Yeah. Well, yeah, I could tell you that his motorcycle career is in the lurch. That's oh. what I'm. Yeah. And if anything, he's not going to be able to touch a motorcycle for about a year. That's what I wanted to make sure that we could uh, we could kind of acknowledge. Not just 
Steve may decide, like, I've been in some bad crashes and I couldn't get on the goddamn motorcycle fast enough riding with a cast above my knee, right? That, that's the thing. But this is different. Steve's life is hanging on by thread, literally. And the injuries he's sustained, his back is never going to be the same. Nope. Uh, he's going to have, whether or not there's a spleen functioning there, that's going to change your whole life too. Now, when you come that close to widowing your wife and, and not being there for your kids anymore, and you know what a critical I component he is. I think that's a factor. I do. I think uh, his yep. wife is not real hot on him ever. I'm sure his kids aren't real hot on him removing himself from the picture. And anybody at this point in his family, anybody in his family is going to say, wow, you're getting back on a motorcycle? Mm -hmm. Even though you know you cut me, I bleed, right? I bleed two-stroke, right? I bleed blood, but it's 15W40, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we know that, that feeling. But I also completely respect the situation where if he only takes a year off, I would be shocked, shocked. But I'm also scared to tell him that I didn't cash the check on his G400C. <laughs> so it's not in his name. <laughs> so I'll talk to you about that later. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. Really like, like, I don't want to be the guy who's going to be like, well, I didn't know how things were going to go. Yeah. And I figured your family could probably use the money more than a motorcycle that you yeah. probably shouldn't ride for a year. Yeah. So somebody, uh, yeah, I, I, I just I, felt like it was a sketch. It was like a, one of those moments where you're like, this guy's my <laughs> friend and I don't want to put him in more financial hardship by cashing a check. And I also, when is this guy going to want to ride again? Well, if Kit, ever. It was like, tell Phil to come get this. And yeah. I'm like, nah, that's a conversation that should happen between Steve and Phil. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready to do it. If Steve wants me to come and get it, I'll come and get it. You know, that's how, that's the way I roll that, that I don't. I would not care. I didn't mention anything right. about the check or anything like that, but whatever. And if she wanted me to quarantine all of his bikes, that's different. I'm probably going to be spending a lot of time trying to help him move yeah. bikes. I talked to him. I'm like, yeah. even if you just zero out, I mean, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. You're not matter. riding a bike for a year, so no. start selling all your bikes. And he fucking loves buying and selling bikes anyway. Put, so all, put the money in the right. bank account and then yeah. buy a boat. But he's like, I don't think a boat... I, it's just okay. not, he's he's down for a while. He's, he's down for a while. I totally let's, agree. Let's uh, let's get him walking. He can't put any weight on yeah. his one foot. So you got three. He's got a couple more months before he can get walking again. So you know what? Yeah. What a perfect opportunity to zero out, like you said. It's a perfect opportunity to zero out and then come back into baby steps. But you got to respect your family, and if your family is not good with that, man. Whew. In my situation, yeah. You'd be like, no. Yeah. No, believe me, I'm. I, That's my decision to make. And right. If you're gonna, if you want to, if you want to draw a line in the sand, right. I'll be on this side of it. I know. I'll be on that side. Of it. Yeah. But that's me. We and I know that Steve yeah. definitely very much cares for his family and everything. Mm -hmm. I do too, but I just think that that's part of who I am. Yep. Right. That's who you married. And yeah. If you would say that you, you know, I don't know. I've I have I have I've talked to my kids, my family, everything, and I said, listen, if I go out doing this, I like it. If I ever crash, I'm going to continue to ride. I'm looking for any excuse to develop a really good decoy duck hobby. <laughs> 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 Fuck these motorcycles. 
the I, shit out of my life. I'm I looking mean, for, I don't know, something. At, at this Star point, Wars figures, cosplay, anything. At this point, really, yeah. what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> <laughs> if I can't ride a motorcycle, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do the sidecar rig kind of thing or like that, you know. But, you know, that's the other thing. Is, I hey, want to grow a ponytail. We were already talking about it. It was like, well, maybe we should sure. get into the, you know, small little sports cars and stuff yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> you could easily go down to, you know, like, go right. Oh, no, no. I've owned, I've owned Miatas. You don't want to get that route. Well, I don't oh, want a small God. one. I want, I have what I want. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, you have an adult-sized pedal car. Yeah. You have a Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> you have a plastic adult-sized pedal car. we want to start going on sports car wait, rides, wait, I guess wait. we'll do that. And then you don't even have to LS swap. Oh, great. And then you got to go to the drag going to be on the wrong side of the you're fucking not, mustard. You're not wearing a satin jacket. You don't own a Corvette. I Wear your white I, shoes. I, I don't have all the stuff I'm supposed to have. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get there someday. Uh, hey, man. But th- I do I do completely, I, I totally get that. So we, obviously, you know that we want Steve to have the absolute best recovery ever. Yeah. And uh, and we'll see. We'll if see anybody what felt like donating any money to anybody, it was... Uh, I, the Saranac Lake Volunteer Rescue and the Long Lake Volunteer Rescue Squads, and they have donation things on their websites. Yeah. That's what the family and he have said, like, those are the people who saved his life. When you consider and, how far away he was from a developed thing, like how far away, how long it took him, they talk about the golden half an hour, the, you know, that, that half an hour between a traumatic injury and your likelihood of survival, 30 minutes, right? Do they even know how long he was sitting at the guardrail? Uh, I don't know, but luckily somebody found him. They they did put him. They took him to a local hospital. Well, he lost consciousness in the squad. Yeah, they took him to a local hospital, and they were like, "This guy's fucked. You, you got to get him to like. <laughs> oh, really? Like, yeah. We we, we can't like, do this. You got to get you got to get him to Albany. You got to get him to a level whatever fucking trauma. Tra- center. Well, like, trauma center. Yeah, he needs surge multiple surgeries. Yeah, he, he needs does, yeah. like life saving care. Terrible, terrible. Quickly. Yeah. 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 So you said that. So the ambulance that picked him up initially, the first the ambulance that picked him up. I believe that was Saranac Lake and then it was Long Lake. So they, that ambulance, that vehicle took him to the first hospital mm-hmm. and they said, uh uh-uh. uh. Did they change ambulances at that point or he'd go all the way in Albany? I, I don't know if it was I, Long I mean, uh, One of them took him to the hospital. I think Saranac. Not that it matters. I think it was Saranac Lake yeah. took him all the all way, the way to Albany. Albany. Yeah. Hour and a half. That is fucking crazy, man. But you know, that's what you do. Well, they, I guess it was weather. They yeah. couldn't they couldn't get approved for a life flight because of weather. And- I was out in the middle of the desert one time, driving cross country, delivering bikes. And might have had Emmy with me, and we're we're taking like the we're taking the the road through the desert as opposed to taking Interstate Eighty or whatever. We're going through the you know asparagus fields or whatever the fuck it is on a horse with no name. Yeah, and uh, we'd uh, we saw lights and sirens. We saw a squad coming up a, a long you know, and you can see for. 20 miles out there. And so we see this squad out there in the distance. And it turns out it was hilarious. A one intersection in the middle of goddamn nowhere. And we both ended up at the intersection at the same time. Right. And it was one of those like 55 miles an hour, both directions. We don't need a sign kind of intersections. And uh, this, the squad pulled out and we gave way to the squad. We gave way to the squad. <laughs> the squad made a right hand turn and off he fucks. And so we're behind him. Now, this is where they film you know, space invaders kind of thing. Like there's nothing out there. And so I looked at Emmy and I was like, well, let's just, let's just stand a six, right? He's blocker now. It's two o'clock in the morning, whatever. And we chased that fucking ambulance <laughs> for almost a hundred miles. Wow. Because that's what it is. And it brought something home to us. We were having this conversation in our hour behind the ambulance 
doing a long ton that if you choose to live out here, you better not fall off a ladder. Yeah. Or have some really good first aid skills. Yeah. Because can you imagine having something awful happen to you and it being a 100 mile trip to an hospital? And that's terrifying. And when you think about Steve going to a hospital and then being told no, and I mean, Steve's probably not really there for this, but then having to be shuffle off to Buffalo or shuffle off to Albany in this case, that you've got to go all the way there in the back of the house, in the back of the ambulance, that's fucked up. And then when you get there, then they life flighted him. No, they didn't no, life flight him? He never rode in a helicopter. He never did a helicopter? Okay, yeah. So Al- Albany to here yeah. was a seven and eight hour drive in a medical. He told me. Not, it, not an ambulance. He told ambulance. me it was nine. Yeah. Nine a, hours. Not, a, not an a- ambulance, but a m- medical transport. Medical right? transport. Yeah. Nine hours. Wow. Wow. In, a, mean, gur- in a gurney. In a gurney. Hey, but at least you get to come home. Yeah. Oh, he was. He was happy about that. At least you're back Very in Ohio. Happy about that. Yeah, at least you're back in Ohio. At least you're back where your friends and family and shit can get to you. That's good. That's cool. So, John, you've gone up to see him already? Yep. Yep. Uh, Kromke, you went up to see him already? A couple times. Yeah, good man. Very good man. Anybody else? I haven't. I've been fucking stupid busy. I'm going to try to go again tomorrow. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's good. How does spirits seem? How does he feel? I mean, how's his he? spirits seem really pretty good? I mean, it, it's it's all Steve. I mean, good. He's, he's being very realistic about this, and I mean, he wants to comply with what they want him to do, which is shocking to me. Yeah, that is crazy. Like it is, it is amazing to me that he wants to play along. He's got a. He was able to shit and shower and stuff like that a couple times. Yep. Okay, so that's big for him. That's he's big, like, you know, like oh, yeah. you know. But he, they have a walker, but the walker, he's got a bad wrist. So yeah. They have like a, yeah. an arm thing, so he has to like go like this, you know. He's got a bad arm on one side and a bad, bad leg, leg on, on the, the other, other side. side yeah. So. yeah. And I'm honestly shocked that they've got him up putting weight on the leg already. He's not putting any weight on the oh, leg. Oh, good. Okay. Ten, ten all right. weeks. Yeah. And they have they pinned the leg yet? I think so. They've done all the initial surgeries on okay. everything that they're going to do. All right. Whether there are more surgeries later yeah. on, who right. knows? Who knows? Right. right. Yeah, that's something. That is really something. So, yeah, I got to get up there and visit him. So I mean, the biggest thing was getting tubes out of his lungs. I mean, that's what was really fucking him. And, I can't imagine and anybody. Voice is, he's doing voice therapy yeah. and stuff because it's still it's torn up. But he yeah. now did get to the point where he has no food restrictions. He can eat and drink. Oh, that's good. Good for him. Yeah. That's great. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that's a thing. I mean, you have that. It's been a month. So you have that, and it's been a month, and you got to say, like, Jesus Christ, out of that time, he spent the vast majority of that time with tubes going down his throat. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That is not the way I want to spend a month of my life. That is awful. Solid three weeks, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, it's terrifying. I, I would just scares the living shit out of me. It really does. Just super terrifying. So, he yeah. He still has one tube in him. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> really? No. no, that's no. Out, out now. Oh, Wait. it's out now. I haven't been He just had a catheter? That was his last tube. The catheter was last tube. Yeah. Oh. I janked on it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> should you go to walk to the bathroom and trip over it and right. be like, whoa, sorry, buddy. Heck, you ain't getting away this easy. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's never a good time. Damn. Well, okay. I mean, hey, there we are. There we are. Son of a bitch. Fuck, man. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You guys are going to make me wear all my safety gear. I told well, 
So I talked to you extensively about his injuries. And yeah. You, and I'm like, well, you caught up with Phil all in one go. In one go. He passed me. Yeah. He got more metal in his body in one go. He said he, he didn't, that they didn't take vertebrae out. So yeah. if they were shattered, I don't know. That's the way it usually works. So, yeah. I don't, so I don't know what's going on either. They usually pin them back together. That's the game. If there's anything there to work with, they try to work with pin it. So he might not have a he might not have a ladder. I don't yeah. know if he has a ladder. Yeah, if you if they can cage it, that's great. Yeah, yeah. That was you know for mine. Uh, I got the erector set, so I got the I got the you know the skip in the track right the zipper with a broken tooth. So I hope I hope that they're able to do better for him because for me. You know, that's a thing where I can't suck my own dick anymore. There's all kinds of stuff that is just is off the table now. It's just gone. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you can. What about just bouncing your chin off it? I know you can. Do that. Well, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I can just, but I can do that standing up. So that's no, not a big deal. The, uh, but I, when you recover from motorcycle crashes, when you go through that, and I've had the, my one crash, I had a lot of broken bones at one time, so just like he's going through right now. It's just a lot. Well, when he first, when it happened and I saw the first picture, he just like his whole body looked swollen. Well, yeah, he that's what happens. Swollen. You just inflate, well, yeah. right? Oh. Your whole body just inflate because like every, he had a ball bat beating. Well, and the thing too is if you ragdoll. So if you have a crash and you ragdoll, all your joints, every single joint in your body that gets hyperextended, you you would be amazed at how far your leg can go beyond where you think your leg can go, like. Outside of the normal rotation oh, of your I hip socket, really good. I didn't know everything about that. Yeah. <laughs> sure <come> back. <laughs> fuck that, yeah, <laughs> right. But but every time you do that, there's so much tendon damage. There's so much yeah. joint and ligament damage. Oh, and you think about like, oh, I sprained my ankle. That hurts. Imagine if you sprained your body, right? Mm. All of it, the whole goddamn thing. And what got me was like the stuff that I didn't expect, like my neck. Like I never had understood. The helmet did its job. The helmet did a great job. What got me was like for for fucking four weeks, I couldn't turn my head. Yeah. So he's like, even if I could cheat and get out to my truck and get into my truck and be like, I got to go. I just got to get out of the house. I got to go somewhere. I couldn't look over my yeah. shoulder. I couldn't see anything except for straight ahead. Well, that's the thing. It's like when your body comes off the bike, yeah. your head is like the tail of a whip. It is. It's yeah. like so your body and yeah. hands lead, and that just lets your head go, bam, and like that's like snapping your neck yeah. like really bad. It was like the things about having a violent, you know, a, a, a violent get off or a high speed get off. It's not the broken bones; it's the other things. Unfortunately, you know? his wife threw the helmet away. Oh really? I'm like, oh, oh man, yeah. She's like, it was all scraped up. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, the well, idea, right? Yeah, that's the idea that it's all scraped up. Was he wearing his three quarter or a real one? I do not know. I do not know. But yeah. well, was, yeah. I mean, his face isn't. I would assume so. he generally wore a three quarter. That's his not, jam. Yeah, yeah. he never he voluntarily full, wears a full face. Yeah. He doesn't have a mark on his face. Right. So. Right. And also, we also don't know what kind of terrain he went off in. Yeah, right. Right, that's yeah, the whole deal. Know. If he didn't do a fucking slide on the on the tarmac, yeah, the bike right. ended up six feet down in a ditch. So yeah, that's yeah, that's weird. That's that whole thing's weird. We don't know. I mean, nobody. We don't know. Yeah, right. Not. Without telemetry, without a without a GoPro. Uh, from now on, though, anywhere Steve goes, we're gonna make him have a GoPro. Yeah. We're just gonna put a GoPro on his head, little, little <laughs> GoPro headlight. Just you know, if he passes out, we'll know what happened to him. Yeah. We won't have to do any forensics after the fact. <laughs> so that is fucking tough, man. Yeah, that's a that's a. 
It's definitely made me. I've, I, I've come into the shop this week on my bike, and I'm like, oh, here's my jacket, here's my helmet, here's my gloves, here's my boots, here's my pants. Dude, uh, the, when I went to see our buddy Dan, sewer guy Dan, yeah. um, in, in Medina a couple weeks ago, I was just going to go on my little CB350. Do you have any friends and- that aren't sewer guys? No, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> They're like fucking roaches, We're the only man. ones that can stand the smell. Yeah. This is the old, I was going to say, it's the only thing we produce in Ohio is shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, friends but, in the lowest place. Yeah, right? We're number one in the number two business. But um, <laughs> to your point, I was just going to run out with my like little just helmet. talking shit. Wearing sneakers and be yeah, cool, right? Right. And I was like, ah, I can't even do it for yeah. that now. So now I'm like, you know, I've always been gear guy, but now I'm like. I so own 18 like, helmets. I, I walked out of the house this morning. Yeah. Now, it was cold. Yeah. For me, it's it's really cold. It's cold, yeah. But it's cold. I walked out of the house. I could not find my helmet. Oh, okay. So I walked towards the bike, and I'm yeah. like, no, I'm getting complacent. This is not what I do. I have to go back into the house and find my full face helmet. Because I have I've worn... I, Your commute is... I mean... Ein mile. It is a mile. You have <laughs> laughed at me for putting on my jacket, and I said I'm not putting it on for safety. I am putting it on for, for war value. <laughs> like it is, it is cold. I am used to it. It is a hundred degrees in my house right now. Mm-hmm. Put on a helmet and gloves, and really? like, like because helmet and gloves. You can, you can Peggy wear. Has a friend, uh, you know, that she, uh, a woman that she works with, her husband, boyfriend, who I guess they're divorced. Like she. Like got rid of him. Like it's bad. But he was not wearing a helmet, and mm-hmm. he's not recovering. Oh no, any no. kind of rape. I have uh, seen a head trauma. So. I have seen get offs at thirty miles at like no miles an hour by somebody running a, a stop sign, and dude, I, was, they can fix everything else. Yeah, but when the computer goes bad, oh you, no, you can't change the mother. I was, uh, I came into work the other day on the Harley, and I put my full face on, and the Harley wouldn't start. <laughs> well that's that's built into it's the bike a, nope that is built into that bike no I'm, I'm lying the harley started fine <laughs> but it was fucking weird riding that motorcycle with a helmet with a helmet because yep. i think i've ridden that motorcycle with a helmet on like in my police training because you have to right and so but i and even in, in the police training when i showed up police training i had a full face on and uh everyone there i was shorties because cops you know cops yep. are shorty people yep. So uh, they're all brain damaged anyway. I'm sorry, did I say that a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> brain damaged. They just got in a bad spot. They haven't been able to get out yet. That's all. That's why I, I see any cop in the world. I see a cop who's been a cop more than like a couple of years, and I'm just like, you're just stuck, man. That's you're all. Just stuck. You can do it. I know you can get out. But you just might be stuck for a little bit. Because everybody I've ever met that was a cop, like when they're not a cop anymore, whether it's, you know, five years, three years, your music years, career will take off. Years, years. Let's go. You'll be fine, man. You'll be fine. You can get out of it. It's cool. There are other jobs. <laughs> there are other jobs. No, I, uh, like I said, it, I go one mile, one I, mile. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I still at Gat. It, uh, <laughs> it, it was a thing. It was a thing putting all the stuff on. Yep. And I put all the stuff on. I rode the Vespin the other day, too, and I had all the stuff on. So, like, riding the Harley in with all the stuff on, that's 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 weird. Your brown, but riding, boots, your brown boots look nice. I, a couple people said something. Oh, like you that. like those? Oh, look at those boots. <laughs> oh, check out those icons. Yeah. yeah. These well, I guys had guys that had the brown satchels on their motorcycles with their brown. <laughs> <laughs> I saw more tobacco colored leather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we could do like the top 10 motorcycles that make the street feel the softest when you fall off. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a motorcycle that felt really bad when you were on it, but it feels nice to be off. 
<laughs> it was like the smart pillin. Like when you got off the, the vit pillin, you got off the vit pillin, you're like, anything feels better than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah. I think I was sitting on a bench. No, actually, there was. <laughs> I, you know, there's upholstery on it, but somehow the upholstery makes it harder. You know, I, you know, I shit, I shit talk Harley all the time. Yeah. Like they do. Yeah. The XLCR, which I have loved. Like it's one of those bikes you're like, I would love to have an XLCR. Yeah. They ride like a goddamn ironing board. Yes. They are as hard a motorcycle as you Darth can sit Vader, on. Sportster. It is. I love that. It's, it's just like the 599 I owned. It is a beautiful bike. I love it. Watch the movie Black Rain <laughs> to see how much cocaine our ancestors did in the 80s. But the, the hero, Mike Douglas. <laughs> Rides an XLCR and it in Japan. <laughs> oh God! And, and mixes oh, it up with Bosozoku right. boys, right? Oh, nice. And mixes it up with a Yakuza <laughs> on a Harley Davidson 1000 CC Cafe Racer XLCR, which is not capable of doing any of the things. Oh no, no, at all. But it's yeah. it is. It, it may be able to go to a cafe. It may be able to go to a cafe. Yeah. I still but want it, a boat tail. Harley, thitty thitty. It, <laughs> it rides like an ironing board. It is. It is. Well, the, they, the solution for that bike was they wanted to make a cafe racer out right. of a Sportster. Right. And the solution was that they had to have um, they had to have cornering clearance, yep. which really wasn't Harley's go-to thing yeah. in the 80s, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so they said, well, yeah, just, you got to get the bike up in the air a little bit. So you got to get the bike up in the air a little bit. And so they did that by putting like the hardest fucking shocks on the planet on the goddamn thing. And I will say the front was as bad as the back. Yeah. Uh, it was fine. The aesthetic of it, beautiful. Oh, it's it. But it the looks, Rika, the Rika kits that are available. It looks today amazing. Are better. It looks so, amazing, and yeah. it's the most horrible motor. Like even more than the the, the sports drive I started today. For a short while, <laughs> and for a short while in the early nineties, XLCRs were worth nothing. Oh yeah, they yeah. were worth nothing. But the good news was they were rare. So like. If you did see one pop, you'd go, what idiot's going to buy that? And then for yep. like five or $6,000, somebody yep. buy it. But then something happened yep. and they all became $50,000. Yep. For a <laughs> bike that honestly, anybody could have built out of a parts catalog. Yep. Well, you know what happens now is that if one dude, mm -hmm. even if he fakes lists, it, right. like he knows he's not getting 50 grand. <laughs> if that circulates on right. the fucking oh, forums, like, look at this idiot. He's asking oh. 50 grand. Then 27 other people are like, well, I can at least ask 45. I have never seen group think, herd mentality, <laughs> yeah. as strong as it is right now regarding pricing of things. Oh, it's insane. Because I hear five times a week, well, my bike is worth $18,000 because I saw two of them on yep. Cycle Trader yep. for $17,000 and mine's nicer. Yep. Right. And I'm like, well, Kelly Blue Book says your bike is worth $10,000. And Nada, who's actually based on facts, says your bike, Nada's JD Power now. Yep. Nada says your bike is worth eight. Right. So you saying your bike is worth 17 or 18 is a fucking pipe dream. But that is the thing that's happening. Next week, we're going to have a different topic. And the topic will be the motorcycle that Phil brought to the thing, the meeting. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the topic next week. I'm not telling you what it is, <laughs> but it's another bad deal. I've, um... I'm making. Another bad deal. I, I and disagree. And this time, though, I'm not letting any of you fuckers ride it. Mm. So that's the deal I'm making for next week. 
Nobody's going to drive the bike I, I read disagree. I think you made a very, very lucrative decision. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I I like this idea. I know. Ex- I think this is what it is. We're, I'm going to promise you <laughs> that one week from today, we're going to have strong opinions. Yep. But not writing opinions. Nope. No. This, <laughs> even even I look at this going, no, no, this is not a riding bike. I'm already trying to figure out the place the the place on my wall I'm going to hang this motorcycle. Yep. Does it have zero miles? It no. has 300. Wow. It's, 400. It, is, it is a thing. I'm not going to lie. Um, is it older than 30 years old? Oh, no. It, no, it's actually very young. I think it still has a temp tag on it. Yep. Yeah. It but it, it is totally. It is not a GN 400. <laughs> nope. No, it doesn't matter. We don't need to play the game. You All know, we you, say is we're going to talk about this even, next week. You told me about this and I'm like, no, we're going to talk about I, this next I week. I think you did all right. We're going to talk about it next week. We're going to have opinions. I promise you. <laughs> if you guys want to play the guessing game about what the fuck did Phil just get himself into uh, tomorrow, <laughs> I take possession of the thing. Yep. Tomorrow it shows up. And tomorrow, three bikes leave. And that tells you a little something about the equation, too. Yeah. This motherfucker's expensive. So, you know, one bike enters, three bikes leave kind of deal. I, you know, doing the math on that, even I'm like, wow, that's a lot of... This is going to be either a really, really, like, oh, that was... He was remarkably... Wow. Forward thinking, that, Phil. (laughs) Or, 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 wow, never going to unload that one. Well, the, the older Would version of a Ducati type scenario mm. and not far off. We're going to talk about it next week, right. but the, but so, the older yeah. versions have actually retained their value. So well, I don't think you did all right. We're, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out because on this one, I like, because you brought that up as the segue because this motorcycle has a $10,000 gap between what people think it's worth and what there's documentation to prove it's worth. (laughs) And I can guarantee you this. There's a $10,000 gap between what people say it's worth and what the insurance will pay you if you crash it. (laughs) And the $10,000 gap goes the wrong way against you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, yeah, it's not a TW200. No, but no, the, no, uh, no. Oh, somebody won our game, by the way, from last week. We Uh-oh. asked what was the oldest, longest running production motorcycle that hasn't changed. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't get this right. Uh-oh. Yamaha PW50. Yeah, nineteen eighty-one. Yeah, that's how long they're still making them now, right? Of course oh, yeah. they are. Yeah. And it was the best kids' bike ever. And half of them end up hooked to little things in front of Kmart, going rubber, 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 for a quarter, and have zero miles on them. So that's yeah. forty-two years. Yeah, ah, wow. isn't that amazing? Yeah. That is yeah. awesome. That is amazing. But why it's significant is how many people, like like an average PW fifty. Like an average PW50 over its life of over 40 years. Do you think it taught 100 people how to ride motorcycles? Like a lot. It taught Valentino Rossi think how about to ride that. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I know families who are in my, like my customers at my shop that have 17 or 18 motorcycles. 
and the P one, one PW 50 <laughs> that the whole fucking neighborhood look, learned how to ride look, on takes look, a village. I'll look. Yeah. Perfect example. It's probably out of frame. That is what everybody in my family learned to shoot. That's with. not a PW 50. No. Oh no. The, the gun, the yeah. rifle. Yeah. That yeah, right there yeah. has taught everybody in my family yeah, how to shoot. Right. 22 calibers. That is a P yeah. that may as well yeah. be a PW 50 because right everybody on. has yeah. owned that gun. Yeah. That's the idea. But yeah. 40 some 42 oh, yeah. years right for the same fucking shaft drive oh yeah like it's a, cool my friend had a sister we used to call pw <laughs> <laughs> town pump town pump town bike everyone has a ride. Had a ride yeah i'm gonna like when and when that podcast when that podcast listener cleared me up on that and said no man you guys fucked up there's patreon <laughs> patreon so i'm like no patreon. you guys fucked up yeah that was 1981 PW50. PW50. That is so fucking clear too when you think about it at yeah. this moment. And yeah, I mean, I know we can go we can go Honda Cub and just go way back into the Wayback Machine. Yeah, but the PW really hasn't changed. The PW is legitimately. <laughs> like, I think it might be the same color. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's that blue. It's blue and white. The, the tube that goes into like the, the, the caffeine capsule yeah, fucking yeah. muffler. Yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> and that's another perfect example of like whoever the guy was that worked at, at Yamaha yeah. in 1981. I wonder if he gets residual. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering. I was like, does he get a check? Yeah. Look, does look, he get 10 cents every time they sell a BW50? Tell you what. Tell yeah. you what. We'll reach out to Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Dean yeah, can yeah. probably find out. Wouldn't, isn't that a great concept, though? You think about like residuals. So you think about like a guy that's like, it would encourage people to design really nice motorcycles. Well, think about this, too. If you were like a lead designer on a project like yeah. that in 1981, you were probably. 45 maybe 40 yeah, right, right, right. Right. Like you've made, oh you've no you're time. dead a long time now yeah yeah right, yeah. yeah so like you're pushing you outlived the pw50 outlived you yeah. yeah yeah it's really an interesting thing i mean i've ridden them i've ridden them at this weight like i've ridden them as my body is right now i've ridden pw50s and been like it's all right yeah <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i was so, just thinking so about Yamaha has both of the two longest lived yes i think they do i think they do because i don't think I mean, we we agreed that the T Dub goes back pretty far, but there are other bikes that go you know, a little further. But that that concept of just a never ending motorcycle yeah. that somebody would design something because that doesn't work in the automotive industry. You you're like, oh, I'm gonna get an eighty one Jeep. Eighty one Jeep and today's Jeep have fucking nothing in common, right? right. And you you try to be like, oh, well, this is a, a line of car that's been a John's Corvette has nothing in common with today's Corvette. That's right. Way cool. The motors in the wrong, like the in their transmissions in the wrong spot and all these other different <laughs> things about the vehicle is completely goddamn different. The name badge is still there, yeah. but everything else is different yeah. in the automotive industry. What the fuck would it be like? Would it be a 79 Volkswagen golf would still be on the road today? Right. You know, right. That would be what it would take. And that ain't going to happen. No. So the P dub, I got to give it to you. The P dub has stood the test of time Yeah, that's crazy. and probably did teach you know what the half of the motorcycle industry that didn't learn how to ride a bike on a trail 70 learned on a on a pw50 yeah. well now too think about this man like if you were a kid in the last 10 years right like if you got a pw50 you're yeah. like two stroking you're probably rad and then if you're like some other kid that got like a crf50 you're just lame like with your little four stroke <laughs> farting around in the back i don't know like, man i don't well that's what i've always heard about cool the pws about is too, they're man. not that fast no 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 
They're still two strokes. So you the can PW is meant for like strokers? a three to five. I mean, like and you can start writing those at and single digits. And most oh, of the kids that I know are, smell, that are doing the, the doing the track days are yeah. doing CRFs. Oh, yeah. They're doing CRF no, get, 50s and 80s. No, no, but point. his idea was that it's early smell, early in your man. life, because I hadn't, I, honestly, I'll be the first to tell you, sitting here right now, I could not have told you that the PW50 was two-stroke or four-stroke. No. I made an assumption it was a four-stroke. Yeah. Made an assumption it was a four-stroke because I didn't need to know. Right. Because the one that I rode, it was handed to me running, <laughs> and I handed it back running, and there was nothing I could do in between to make it stop running. Right. So therefore, that's that is pretty goddamn good motorcycle. That is that's, the truth. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, but when you get on them, like the kids that grew up with those, I mean, yes, it's probably inferior to the CRF 100. percent Who no cares? Doubt. But you're getting it's a that, like that nin, 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 But they're nin, twist nin, and go too. Yeah, like yeah. they don't have yeah. clutch. You don't yeah. no clutch, no shift, whatever. Just go. Little bike, you jump on it. Just go. Just go. But it's got that smell and that sound. Uh, Just go. <laughs> that's cool though. I mean, yeah, like I di- I dig the hell out of that, and I do respect that idea of like you could say one thing. It was like I taught a generation of motorcyclists how to ride. No, man, you taught all motorcyclists how to ride. If you're a motorcycle who's if you're a motorcyclist who's alive today, there's a pretty goddamn good chance you learned on a PW50. Yeah, exactly. because 1981 was a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was 12, right? I was 11. So when we think about that, that was a very, very long time ago. And yeah, when I was a kid at that age, kids in my neighborhood had PW50s. Mm-hmm. I remember it vividly. And I remember being 12-year-old jealous of a 7-year-old kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, let me take a spin on that now. Yeah. Let me, come on, let me take a spin on that now. <laughs> fuck you, little rich prick. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I didn't want to ride your dumb bike anyway. Yep, I'm going to go garbage pick something. <laughs> we, my buddy Stevie and I, we used to sit, we'd go to the Honda dealership and get one of the brochures. And- yeah. Jerk off over an XR one seventy five. Oh yeah, the silver Hard. XR seventy five. The silver one, yeah, the oh, silver one. We wanted one, so we They're never so... got close to that. No, neither. Most of my motorcycle enthusiasm is pent up, like repressed rage that because I didn't get the rage hard when I was a kid. Yeah, but yep. okay. Too. That's why Mid Ohio exists, so we can buy that shit and ride it at slow speeds. <laughs> that's why in you a see safe all environment. The old men giddy as fuck on their RM80s and shit, dude. I am buying. An, that's what I'm buying this year. Oh, you're buying an RM80. Buying an RM80. That's it. That's I'm a finally, dude. That's a scratch. You know how they have fucking people go back and they do something, and then their their relationship with their father are yeah, okay. Right. It's all good. Maybe again. this will resolve it. Even though he's gone, maybe if I buy that bike, this I'll be like, finally, I got it. The fuck itch you. you'll finally scratch. Yeah. Oh, I like well, that. Oh, I like the sound of that. Oh, that yeah. sounds pretty that's, badass, man. Right. An RM80. Yeah. I can still see my <sighs> and, uh, my first bike driving away in the trunk of somebody's car <laughs> after I got. Pulled over for giving my girlfriend a ride with no license, no plate, no what insurance. What was that? That was a TS250. The TS250. Yeah. yeah. The and TS250. you got one back last year. And yeah. Promptly sold it. Yeah. 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 We're seeing it. Left in the back of somebody else's truck in their car, right? Because it turns out you're good at that. But that is a very, like, that idea of Mid Ohio is the place where you go to buy the first bike you didn't get. Yeah. My dad was asking $250 for it, but got $350 out of them. What? How do you get more? Was there a pandemic? No. no. Okay. All right. They came and he got more out of them. He's like, oh, it's on want, fire, you man. Want the wheels too. I, I like the way your dad the rolls. <laughs> oh, it's a hundred for the title. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wow. think they slipped and told him something like it had a different big bore kit or something oh. on it. Oh, 
I don't want to sell it then. And I'm going to oh, go, I'm going to have to ask oh. more money then. Oh, so he did the whole like, I don't know. I I'm changing my mind. I'm not selling it. I was yeah. so fucking grounded at that point. I wasn't even <laughs> able to be part of Dan, it. Dan, what is your bike? The bike that you missed on as a kid that you might be compelled to buy at Mid-Ohio? Yeah, you know, I didn't really wake up to motorcycles until I was 18. Yeah, but. I bought my Yamaha 400. Oh, so you did start. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So you kind of hit the ground running. I bought that bike for 50 bucks. (laughs) You did? (laughs) You did. Wow. Tom, did you have a first bike that you didn't get? So, so this goes goes back to my, my, I, I got a late start motorcycles. I didn't get a bike in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I, but my brother and my sister, eldest sister, both had motorcycles growing up. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Now the first bike I ever got injured on was my brother's what is it trial 80 yeah back in the six back in the 70s yeah i i read he ran me double around the neighborhood yeah. and i burned my inner leg yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. ever since then i've been like you know maybe i should buy one of these just to see what it was like what it was like right. yeah yeah and that's really honestly if i was going to buy anything it probably just to do this it probably would be that do you guys remember when i got that cherry weisinger oh yeah <laughs> that that yeah. atc Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one. so you guys don't know it, but that was it. That was my day. Like that when I day. got that bike, and it was perfect. And I mean, you could eat off of any part of it. It was literally crate fresh, no miles bike. Yep. I got that thing, and like that was that was it. That was that was ten year old me got his bike. He got the one that he wanted more. I mean, I would see that. I'd see, like you said, go to the dealership and get the get the fucking brochures. Ugh. And I was like, oh, I didn't want the 75. I want the 125, <laughs> right? I want suspension. I want yep. the, the two-stroke. I want, to, um, I want this bike. And I, as a kid, I wanted it so hard. But the only two kids in my neighborhood that had them, we had trails that weren't far from my house, a suburban house. We had a street that they didn't build any houses on. Somebody fucked up and put the street too close to the highway. So you couldn't build houses there. So the kids had gone feral and turned it into a set of like mini bike trails and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And it was basically, it was no more than a block away, two blocks away from any of our houses. But it was the place we could go and be unsupervised and build ramps that went to the fucking moon. Mm -hmm. And there were two guys in the neighborhood that had those bikes. And the one kid, his dad paid for it. The other kid stole it. (laughs) Okay. So the one kid comes out with it. And he's rocking it and he gets super hurt like day three. Because, you know, you, you put your foot down and it just suck you right off the bike oh, yeah. and then kill you and dance around on your body. So <laughs> that kid had it and he got hospitalized right away. And then the bike went home. And then the other kid that was a bad kid in the neighborhood showed up with a bike just like the other kid's bike, even broken in the same way. And he had this bike now, but he was that kid that was like smoking cigarettes way too early and was like, you know, on his fourth year of sixth grade. And he's rocking that thing around with no shirt on, just being Captain Cool. And I was like, I want that fucking bike. So he's like, oh, you think you can take, you think you can take this for a ride? And I was like, oh, I can take that for a ride. I'm taking that for a ride. I got a, I got a Sears All Pro 20 inch high rise handlebars. I'm good for jumps. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, this kid gave me the thing and I fucking looped myself in four feet like mm. and done just fucking cashed it and he's like yeah you'd never be cool enough for this bike and then he got arrested because he stole the kid's bike so uh, <laughs> and you know it turns out cops can get to the trails too that was it 
until I turned my agent that I bought that fucking thing. Yeah. And when I bought that thing, I was like, <sighs> and when I, the guy delivered it and I rode it around the shop at the Mentor store and I rode through the woods and everything else. And I realized how fucking stupid they are and how dangerous they are and what a bad idea it was. I didn't care. I was so proud to have a stupid two-stroke ATC from, you know, 1983 or whatever. Dude, that was my first bike, man. I was so happy. I my Bobby Ravel who owns uh four tire tires for you in Macedonia or whatever over there. Um, you know, they, his dad used to own Ravel wholesale, so he was pretty wealthy. Yeah. And so he had that thing and like I used to want it so bad and then yeah. it broke. Yeah. And so after it sat in their garage for a year, I was like, what are you going to do with that bike? What are you going to do with that bike? Right. Like, you can have it if you just get it the fuck out Ooh. of here. So I took it home, and I knew nothing about motors. Yeah. And my dad was always helping me with cars, but he was busy, and I just, you know, he didn't yeah. want me to have it, so I'm in the backyard fucking with it. I just tried to put everything back the way it seemed like it sure. should go back together, yeah. changed the spark plug, which ended up being the problem. They were didn't even understand that a two-stroke probably gets a bad spark plug. <laughs> Every and 11 minutes. It would, only, <laughs> it would only run on, like, probably half choke right probably was only at about half power yeah yeah but i put seventy two thousand hours my mom hated every like i was just riding around we didn't have a giant yard but i would just ride that fucking thing just never stop well the thing is is like i kind of won because the reason that they couldn't do shit Mm -hmm. is they never thought i'd get it running yeah of course they were like yeah you can ride whatever yeah yeah get it running you can ride it oh yeah it's out of the question running so haha fuck you i'm riding it yeah yeah i burned through all my parents lawnmower gas (laughs) so you know this could be some insight into why why my parents gave me a boat at 13 i was gonna say i had to work on all the time because it was (laughs) like a 1958 sea king motor (laughs) if you give a kid motorcycle i'll never have money for drugs I just remember being a same with boats. From the time that I was a little kid, I made motorcycle noises everywhere I went. Oh yeah, 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 I would be pushing the shopping cart. I'd be like, I I grew up as a I grew up as a car kid. Yeah, like everything my entire childhood was cars, and my brother and sister had motorcycles. I grew up with cars. My brother ended up in boats, and now I'm in motorcycles. It's really freaking stupid. I got put on the back of my cousin Dwayne's. Honda CB750 when I was maybe three years old. Way too young <laughs> to be like, no helmet, no nothing, on the yeah. back of this motorcycle with my cousin Dwayne, who legitimately at the time probably was enhanced. And, uh, <laughs> and my mom says from the moment I got off, she says, I saw the motorcycle and I was never the same again. Yeah, And that I got off the motorcycle and I've never been the same since. Right. And that was that, that's how much of a, that's how much of that impact it had on me. But then I also figured I was retarded because at some <laughs> point Honda came out with the Honda reflex. I'm not talking about scooter. No, I'm talking had, about the fake street the, trials bike. The TL 250. Yeah. yeah. A trials bike that had turn signals. Yep. And a pint of gas. Yep. Right. And the wrong motor. <laughs> but I saw it, and it was just broken looking enough that I was like, I'm intrigued. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to have that. And it was, you know, 85 or 83, 83, you said, right? 83. I was working at H&H Cycle in Eastlake. We had one, and the guy who owned the place was like, I'm going to die with that bike. And I thought that was cool that he was like, I'm going to keep this bike forever and die with it. I didn't realize until I owned a shop, what he meant was nobody's ever going to buy this bike (laughs) and they're going to end up burying me with this fucking thing. And uh, it's true that the whole time I I had gone to the military in 87 and that bike was still in the shop (laughs) because he wouldn't sell it for less than he paid for it because he's a lot like me or I'm a lot like him. But 
it never fired a shot in anger, that bike. Like it always just was out of the crate, sitting in the corner of the shop, just more shit piled on it. And he was just hang t-shirts on it and hang like marketing material and shit on it. And that thing just sat there and I never rode it. He never rode it. I don't think he ever put gas in it. He once said something about like, it's the dumbest motorcycle ever built because it doesn't have a seat or a gas tank. (laughs) (laughs) And in retrospect, but I really wanted it a lot. I thought it was a fucking cool, just because it looked weird, just because I thought it was strange looking. And now I look at him, I'm just like, what the fuck was Honda thinking? Like, Honda had some really bad ideas in the 80s. You know, stupid shit. after, After Katrina, I found myself in Austin. That's my first motorcycle. Oh, oh no shit! Is that the actual? Yes, the oh, actual first a, that's, motorcycle. That's that's an old school picture. Oh my goodness! Is that a football John, helmet? That yeah. is a football helmet. That's me. Which one of those four people are you? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's seriously, I see four people riding his, what I describe as a red basket with a stick underneath is it. This India. That's a Honda CL90. That's ah, a CL90, so it is a red basket with a stick red underneath it. I know that's, is that I a windshield? Yes. <gasps> that's a red bottom windshield. Yes. He had everything on it. Oh, and that's wow. me. That's me with my two older brothers. So which one am I? So you're the tiny blonde in the front. Yeah. So you're the crash zone. <laughs> the crumple zone. You are the crumple zone. Because <laughs> awesome. I knew you were blonde haired. I knew you were a toe-headed kid. Yeah. Oh, that is a red bottom. Wow, windshield. that is a red bottom windshield. Yeah. Honda. that shit's rare as hen's teeth. Yeah, yeah. Wow, good for you, this man. Is, this is my mom. You can actually see the full bike. Now oh, you can see the whole bike with yeah, the crash bars and bike. everything. Oh, that is a fully nice. loaded. Oh yeah, fully, he had every farkle uh, you could. That is yeah. four hundred dollars worth of motorcycle and nine hundred dollars worth of accessories. <laughs> oh, and he had the you know. I bet you yeah. it dropped it about fifteen miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it, I know it, my dad. That I know that. Because we it, started trying to ride it, and yeah. I, he sold it. And I know that somebody bought that and ran it through the field, and I know he oh, didn't yeah. get nearly enough money for it. And it, it's like, why would you ever sell that bike? And you know why? It took nothing to keep it. Right. But you know why he sold it? Because we were going to get in trouble. That's exactly we right. My brother Mark would take it out and run it he around the yard. He did not want he'd to come be, home. We'd see the tracks yeah. in the yard. He'd be like, yeah. mm. Mm-mm. He did not want to be that bike to be he the reason a crash on it. one of you got fucking it. hurt. Yeah. Because that's usually what happened at my house. At my house, once I started garbage pit, like because we used to ride lawn like lawnmowers and washing machines up and down the street. Um, <laughs> washing, okay, to preface this, okay, shut. Washing machines used to have gas motors, so there used to be washing machines that had gasoline powered motors in them, and it turns out it's a pretty good way use it for a go-kart motor or something like that uh, so we would garbage pick washing machines old wait, washing in machines in the house they'd have a fucking gasoline powered motor yeah well it's usually you'd have it outside of the house you'd have it in the garage or something like that okay but it was a whirlpool washing machine with a some of them had two strokes some of them had four stroke motors in them look it up it's wow. for old yeah, maytag hit miss maytag yeah hit it's miss like a two exactly. stroke hit miss yeah That's exactly crazy. so we would garbage pick those and take the motors out of them and combine that with a riding lawn mower or whatever else you could find and you yeah. make a go-kart out of it right for lack of a better term but my mom was famous for saying jesus christ the kids are riding up and down the street on a washing machine again <laughs> and our neighbors i thought it was funny my mom would say the kids are riding up and down the street on a washing machine but yeah. it's not far from the truth right on. because many dead washing machines came into our house to have the motor stripped out of them yeah. because that was that era when people were moving from those types of washing machines into like proper electric powered washing right. machines anyway i digress so my dad discovered that we were like once I figured out welding and once I figured out like putting, like gluing metal to metal, 
and then putting chains on things that we were building more and more high capacity go-karts and shit. <laughs> and so then somebody showed up with a <laughs> Sears mini bike frame. And then the first kid that garbage picked or otherwise obtained a mini bike frame, that was it. The use of force continuum escalated rapidly after that, because then it was just like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. We all became like, fuck the go-karts. Dude, once fuck you the feel riding that, tractors. Once you feel that like fucking two wheels, man, Two wheels, two wheels, but more like the mini bike, the way it chugs when you hit it, and it's like... Duh, 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 the mini bike, when you lean it over one degree too far and the poles that are welded on to be your foot pegs <laughs> dig in yeah. and toss you 37 feet, yeah. then you're like, I'm living now. Or that I, like, is I like some of the bikes we'd build, like the custom frames, yeah. where people would just randomly cut pieces of angle or um, yeah. diamond plate yeah. and weld it yeah. with the sharp cut with edges sharp still cut. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when you wreck, you oh, yeah. slice your leg. Oh, we had choppers that we made with, you know, yeah. literally quarter round, you know, and yeah. the garbage. And we, we'd had just, it was just trash. <laughs> but in our neighborhood though, the cops couldn't take them away from us fast enough. We were, we were Jawas. We could build one. We could assemble one faster and the police could take it away. You know? <laughs> so they'd be like, uh, yeah, you we're riding mowers. Yeah. Oh, we riding mowered the shit out of God. riding mowers. Like, <laughs> especially like I the was, winter time. Like we'd take the, oh, the deck's coming off. Of course, the deck's like, coming off. We always yeah. had to take a string, tie it right, right to the throttle so yep. you can give it full, you know, bypass the governor oh, yeah, yeah. and everything. Fourth gear, yeah. wide open, pop the clutch, do, do, a, do Every, a donut. People uh, are just like, <laughs> wheelies, tip it over. Fuck yeah. We were, we were so adept at replacing belts with sprockets. Like the belts, the belt pulleys would drop off of these things. And next thing you know, there'd be chains and sprockets. (laughs) And then it goes from something that won't kill you if it runs you over to something that will kill you and disfigure the corpse. Right. So like as children, we were doing all this shit. So in our neighborhood, when somebody did like showed up on, like you said, the RM80, that motherfucking bike, when the first kid had the RM80, we were just like, oh. Fuck. Dude, the snap. I'll never forget the Fuck. first time you heard it. Oh, <laughs> so out of our league. Yeah. And then like there always like the one wealthy asshole shows up on the pook, you know, Magnum Mark II. Dude, there's something about how yeah. the fenders hung off that bike and shit. Like when all the new dirt bikes came out, I got mad at them. Yeah, they lost yeah, that yeah, whole droopy dog, the droopy fucking, dick coming like, off the front, know, yeah, yeah, the, the front stuff. fender that's rubbing yeah. on the tire. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is a true thing. So that's a, that's a good thing to visit at Mid Ohio when you're walking around there and you're looking and you see that bike and you're like, "Fuck, man!" That it's not that was my first bike. It's more important to say that wasn't my first bike, right? Because that the the bike that was your Dude, first bike, you got that. Yeah, and that was yeah. the thing. But I told you guys before, man. Every Christmas I come running fucking down because right. I have a dream that I got this RM80. Yeah, run into the garage to the womp womp womp, and then like <laughs> and the rest of the day didn't fucking. And yeah, a huffy thunder road. Yeah, or a yeah. pair of sneakers or some <laughs> shit like that. I'm like, fuck, man. I miss my huffy thunder road. I I didn't get the. I we were we were not of that incomes class where we could have a huffy thunder road. So I got a broke ass garbage picked Sears all pro. And if you know anything about bicycles, it's not a good one. No, I had some no, shit too. that is not a good one. But that was like the kids that had thunder roads in my neighborhood. I was like, fuck you, man. Come on. You got to, why do you got to make it hurt? First thunder road. Then we find out John went to a private school. No, I, mean, I was waiting for him to tell me he had the, <laughs> hey, evil, the evil Knievel thunder hey, road. Hey, Phil, you, can you just go over there? You're kind of making me feel bad riding my thunder road over here. I know. That loaf of bread seat. Jesus, you're Fake sitting ass looking shots. at me like, like you want to fucking... God damn it, John. Go get on your Sears. Yeah, fuck you. No, no I, I mind. You know what You know what color my Sears All Pro was? Mm. 
Government cheese orange. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what made, I used to hustle my you government know who made cheese by on. Sea King outboard. Oh, Sea King. Sears. That was Sears, wasn't it? Actually, it was Evan Rubin. It was Evan Rubin. It was sold by Allstate Sears, yeah. I rode that bike till the steering head bearings cut through the headstock. Oh, wow. And I it broke when I was doing a jump, and the axle went right here in my chest, and I have a scar Ooh, still. Wow. Almost, almost killed me. Jesus Christmas. Well, I think that's been a fantastic podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Historical, folklorical, all the above. Right? I'm, 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 you know what? Steve Knievical. Steve Knievical. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> Dan and Tino Rossi Spumante over here. <laughs> you were obliterated the whole time. <laughs> and on that, I think we better ride fast and take chances. Yeah. Play us out of here, John. Memory of Tina Turner. Bum, 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 b